Hey, honeys, I have something exclusive to tell you. You can hear episodes of my show and 30 others, Harmontown, Drinky Fun Time, Dumpable Town, before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. Lucky you. You can listen right now on the TuneIn app. Play Nashville a week early. You're like living in a time machine, baby. So why don't you check it out? All you have to do is download the TuneIn app and listen for free. This is like being a podcast VIP. Don't forget, they also have live sports, news, music, audiobooks. It's enabled in Apple CarPlay, so I think you should check it out. All you have to do is go to tunein.com slash NatchBute. Tune in, baby. Executive buffet. We got a lot of, a lot of hot chafing dishes ready for you, sweetie. This buffet is for executives only. Excuse me. Are we still trying to say about this right now? I'm talking about executives only. Welcome into it. Welcome into it, baby. You're an executive now. How does that feel to be a mother freaking executive dog? Welcome here. You're inside of it now. This is it. It is. This is Twisting the Wind. You just arrived here. We are recording. <laughs> I just said it when we were doing it. How does that work? It just does. We are recording here on Twisting the Wind. It is daytime. The wind is brisk. You know what they say about the wind, right? It is a brisk business. It is. Quite literally a brisk business. They got some brisk friends brisking around up in that wind here on the Twist Town. This is a full-on, 100% executive buffet with hands on the branch, okay? If they served wood, if there was some type of a wood you would eat, I would eat it. I'd eat it for a breakfast at a buffet. Hopefully, like a nice hotel, maybe in Atlanta. Ooh, they got those good hotels in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever stayed in Atlanta before? Well, if you haven't, then you haven't and you don't know about a really good executive buffet. I'm talking about with Tom Berenger. You, Tom Berenger, and an executive buffet. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm hooked on that word right now because I think I may start another podcast, maybe like a monthly sit-down session with some people. It will be an executive buffet. Maybe I'll change the name of this podcast to Executive Buffet. Twisting the Wind is good. It's good. It's, it came up in the moment at a great time, and it was, uh, 
it's a product of that. But you know what? It might not be the best forever. Uh, and I also, you know, I, would, I leaned heavily toward hands on the branch, which is uh, just a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good sound there. Everything's about Sonics. Who gives a fuck about anything else? Sonics is the only thing that matters. If you don't care about something, if you don't care about how something sounds, what do you care about, huh? What do you care about if you don't care about the way it sounds, man? The way it looks? I guess. I can take that painting and play it on a record player and play Van Gogh's voice back to you, huh? How do you like that? That was a fart. Yeah. You can't see a fart, can you? You cannot see a fart. Good luck trying. I would love to see that. Okay, here's, here's, a, little, here's a little task for you artists out there. Paint me a fart. I don't want to see like a cloud coming out of someone's butt. I want to see like, what does it look like? What is a fart? What does a fart look like, huh? Paint the wind. Paint the fart. Fart is wind, right? It's, it's personal wind. Personal wind. Two, yeah. Okay, you know, I'm just going to gonna clip right along here. I don't even want this intro to be ungainly. That's a great word. That's, that's in the word bank now. Put that in. Load it in. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Because if I tell you, it's not going to work as well. I wish I wish I would have the audience here was just a bunch of people who were starved for words but didn't know any. That's a weird. Well, so basically, I'm saying I would love to to do a podcast for fourth graders. Can we get a four, Can we get some fourth grade listeners, please? Some people who just did just some really eager fourth graders, some uh, an ostracized kid, you know, a wallflower, if you will. Great movie, by the way. Go see it. It's everything that Moonrise Kingdom wasn't. Does that make sense? Fucking Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom, my ass. Why don't you take a take your fucking portable record player and shove it up my yeah. Shove it up my yeah. Take listen, buddy. Hey, listen here, alright? Listen. Take I'm gonna tell you right now, okay, here's the deal. You can take your freaking portable forty-five player, little boy, and come out of the woods. And take it and shove it straight up my rack. I'm talking shove it. You can take that PRFC 2765912 and shove it stripped right up the rad. I'm talking about blow that player deep into my rad. You got me? I don't want to hear about your antiquities. I don't want to hear about your GD nostalgia, okay? I'm on a nostalgia combatant mission right now. I'm this, I'm crushing nostalgia like like melons in the fall. You know what that means? Because those melons are freaking rotten, bro. I'm gonna. You can take that. You can take that melon you got right there, and you can just grab it, wrap your hands around it, and blow it straight into my chest. You got me right there. You got me. Do you feel what I'm saying here right now? Okay. I want you to take that freaking melon idea you got, that old rotten tomato, take it, bound it up with some ropes, and just freaking rake, yank down on those ropes real hard. Get it, get it real hard. Crack down on it. Pull it tight, okay? I want to see juice spilling out the seams, and I want you to take it, bound it, bind it, put a stamp on it, and mail it straight to my ass. Straight to my ass. Music section.
music, music, music. Action. That's what I call a little bit of classic grizzling right there. That's just some deep, good old boys getting that grizzle on right there. That's actually the second half of the song I always play for the intro to this section. It's called Fast. It's by Steve Ernest. And it's from an album which is entitled Early Ass, which I don't think is meant to be like the ass is early. It's like, you know, it's some early ass shit, dog. Or, yeah, that was kind of an early, that was some early ass stuff right there. Steve Ernest, previous guest on this podcast, musician, deep, long friend. Yeah, I love that song. It's good. You want that song? You can't get it any place but for me, okay? Or Steve. Yeah, uh, by the way, we do have an email here at Twisting the Wind Incorporated. It's T-W-I-S-T-I-N-G-T-H-E-W-I-N-D at gmail.com, which uh, spells out, if you did a spell just now, that's twistingthewind at gmail.com. You got a suggestion for some music? Send it in. You got any type of uh, vibrations to send of the positive nature or neutral? I'll take neutral. Neutral is actually great because that's really hard to do, to be neutral. True neutral? How do you do it? I don't know. I'm not an animal. Uh, I will tell you, speaking of animals, uh, this next guy coming up is really great. Okay, this is a this is a man named Mark Robinson. He is kind of all over the place. He has a label called Teen Beat Records, and uh, they put out all kinds of badass indie shit and have been for a long time. He also plays in a band called Flin Flon, which I think is probably his most popular foray into music, Mark Robinson. He also had a band called Air Miami back in the day. All, all this stuff is great. This is something I just, this is an older album. It's called Canada's Green Highways. It's Mark Robinson. Uh, that's, he, I don't know what to say about this guy other than he's like, He's one of these weird, like this weird force of nature in the in the indie rock community where he just is infinitely prolific, always unique, and everything he does has like this this tonal wash to it that is just you can't you never get tired of it because everything is locked into this I want to say copyrighted but it's not you know copyrighted it's just very specific wonderful tone that is uh man it's so pleasant but also it's also subversive in that same sense uh, we're gonna hear a, a great song off this album the whole album is fucking ridiculously good it's uh, it's you know what in my mind it's to me it's as though steely dan um updated in a way that's probably the most off-base comparison and probably one that's never been made before but i don't know something about it it reminds me of that it's like this sort of uh in charge creepy mellowness. Oh, I like that. I like that idea. Okay, this is a song called Dilated Pupils, which is, yeah, that's the name of the song. Okay, we're going to listen to most of it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Sometimes when you touch ten feet first I can see your memories at this instant I can A piece of history A sentimental figure Fist on elbow Landscape feels so good that sometimes when you touch ten feet first, I can see your memories at this instant. I can. There you have it, dilated pupils. Mark Robinson off Canada's Green Highways. It's uh, an outstanding album. Outstanding, I tell you. It's real good. I heard about that back in my days in Tallahassee, Florida, working for WVFS Tallahassee, 89.7 FM. Give them a call. Seriously, give them a call. If you do things for listening other than listening to podcasts, which I know some people are just hopelessly addicted to hearing other people talk, which is great, but let's say you want to venture outside of that and listen to some uh, some music, some good music of the uh, college rock indie programming nature. WVFS Tallahassee, V89 is a great radio station. You can stream it online. It sounds great. They have a lot of great specialty shows. I worked there for almost five years and loved every fucking second of it. And it's, uh, yeah, college radio is something that uh, it's made fun of a lot because it is a certain, it is its own thing. It's a, it is like if it occupies a a space in the cultural zeitgeist of making fun of shit. That's okay. But it also is the only place you can hear a lot of amazing things that you'll never hear otherwise. So if you want to get a little uh, touch of uh, musical expansion in terms of what's new, if you want to get hip, turn that shit on, okay? I recommend it. Tell them I sent you. Okay, up next here on the musical playlist rundown, this is a band from Minneapolis. They're called Skull Kodiak, and this is off their newest album. It's called Kryptonum Bodliak. I probably said that wrong, but it's, I think that's, maybe, maybe that's their idea. They say it wrong, and be an idiot for saying it wrong. These guys are ridiculous. They are a trio. You wouldn't know that. If I, if I asked you how many people were in the band after playing this song, you'd say, oh, like seven, right? No, three. Three people. Drummer, bass player, and singer who, who operates some crazy motherfucking sequencers and like a bleach bottle with all these sort of electrodes on it that he's it's just it's a it's like a beautiful nightmare that's being spewed out of a tornado cannon that's what they sound like to me uh, i saw them live recently for the first time after listening to them for a while and i was just totally just dumbstruck in the face with sound it's one of those things where i think this is something that people understand generally is that when it comes to loud sounds, sometimes they are bad and sometimes they are good. Sometimes you can't hear something loud enough to satisfy your desires. And sometimes even the quietest thing is hurt, hurtful to your ears. It hurts. It's like this frequency thing. This band can't be loud enough. There's never, I, I was in there. I was getting blasted. I was getting fucking just getting throttled with sound seeing them live. And it didn't hurt. It just felt like. It's like this astral massage of the body. I hate the word massage. That's a horrible word to describe this. But it was like, it's like all of a sudden if you could see the air and it was translucent with uh, a type of um, 
something something tangible. I wasn't tripping. I was I was on a uh, I would say the perfect combination. I would say uh, I arrived at the perfect combination, and it was in Minnesota. It was nice and it was a deeply brisk business outside of cold, and uh, it was just ripping my fucking face off. And what I thought when I saw them is that this is this is the apex of electricity manipulated right now. We we might this might be it. We might be at the apex of the musical ability to manipulate electricity in a way that blows your face, melts it off the fastest and best. We might be there right now because yeah, this is this is a whole other thing. But I'm just gonna play this song for you now, and you have to get this album. It's it's outstanding. It, they're they're not well as well known as they should be, and I I'm on a one man mission to change that because I think these guys are just they're just great. They're just they're they're just swell, man. Okay, we're gonna hear a track called Sizzwell, and I'm gonna start it in a little bit a little ways in just because it's so like um it's a long one. It's a, it's a classic Pemberton build lover. You know you know how I like it. I like a good build. We're here, we're gonna hear that build up here and explode, and maybe your face will still be here when we get back. As well by Skoll Kodiak, S K O A L K O D I A K Kodiak author album, Kryptonym Boliak. If that doesn't melt, I don't know what the fuck melts. That's like a sprayed kill melt right there. I feel like that's the sound of the alien apocalypse coming, or maybe us fighting the alien apocalypse. Uh, I tell you one thing, the sound of my voice sure sucks compared to that. God, it's so boring. How, how, how much, like the, the degree. Of boring, the, the the difference between the excitement of that song and the excitement of my voice is such a large gap. You couldn't fire a missile over it. Okay, man, we're so fucking boring. Think how we can create music, right? Oh, what will we do? Okay, so I'm gonna deviate here. I'm gonna do a little deviation here path on this music section and uh, read something from uh, William Gibson. Uh, from his newest collection of essays is called Distrust That Particular Flavor, which I think may be the best title of anything of all time, Distrust That Particular Flavor. 
Uh, William Gibson, futurist, writer of Neuromancer and other uh, books that have become movies such as The Matrix and Johnny Mnemonic, both starring our favorite boy, Kenu Revis. Uh, so he writes about future stuff a lot, but he's kind of a conundrum because he talks he's not really he's not really plugged into this very thing that he almost you could say invented or coined or found a way to describe for us, which is the internet. Uh, and this is a this is a very short essay I want to read from. It's called Dead Man Sings. And he wrote this for Forbes back in nineteen ninety eight. And I think this is a I've been reading this book over the past few weeks, and it's, it continues to blow my fucking mind. Okay, it's not a book. It's a collection of essays, but this is absolutely mind-blowing because he is a sort of a, he's just, he's a prophet in a way. He's, a, he's this, he's this humble prophet, and he speaks about technology and the way we interact with it in a way that it just, you just would never have thought, okay, well, why am I fucking talking when I have to read from one of the greatest writers of of modern time. Okay, here it is. Uh, this is uh, this is the essay Dead Man Sings by William Gibson. I'm going to play a little bed music here, you know, just to get you in that, that little mood that we like to do. Time moves in one direction, memory in another. We are the strange species that constructs artifacts intended to counter the natural flow of forgetting. I sometimes think that nothing really is new, that the first pixels were particles of ochre clay, the bison rendered in just the resolution required. The bison still function perfectly all these millennia later, and what screen in the world today shall we say that of in a decade? And yet the bison will be there for us, on whatever screens we have, carried out of the primal dark on some impulse we have each felt, as children drawing, but carried nonetheless on this thing that we have always been creating, this vast, unlikely mechanism that carries memory in its interstices, this global, communal, prosthetic memory that we have been building since before we learned to build. We live in, have lived through, a strange time. I know this because when I was a child, the flow of forgetting was relatively unimpeded. I know this because the dead were less of a constant presence then. Because there was once no rewind button. Because the soldiers dying in the sum were black and white, and did not run as the living run. Because the world's attic was still untidy. Because there were old men in the mountain valleys of my Virginia childhood who remember a time before recorded music. When we turn on a radio in the New York City hotel room and hear Elvis singing Heartbreak Hotel, we are seldom struck by the peculiarity of the situation, that a dead man sings. In the context of a longer life of the species, it is something that only just changed a moment ago. It is something new, and I sometimes feel that, yes, everything has changed. This perpetual toggling between nothing being new under the sun and everything having very recently changed absolutely is perhaps the central driving tension in my work. Our, quote, now has become at once more unforgivably brief and unimpre unprecedentedly elastic. The half-life of media product grows shorter still till it threatens to vanish altogether, everything into some weird quantum logic of its own, the Warholian 15 minutes becoming a quark-like blink. Yet once admitted to the culture's conscious pantheon, certain things seem destined to be with us for a very long time indeed. This is a function in large part of the rewind button, and we would all of us, to some extent, wish to be in heavy rotation. And this capacity for recall and remodification grows more universally. History itself will be seen to be even more obviously a construct, subject to revision. 
If it has been our business as a species to damn the flow of time through the creation and maintenance of mechanisms of external memory, what will become of all these mechanisms as they now seem intended to ultimately do merge? The endpoint of human culture may well be a single moment of effectively endless duration, an infinite digital now. But then again, perhaps there is nothing new. In the end, all of our beginnings and the bison will be there waiting for us. There you have it right there. Words from William Gibson. That's from the essay Dead Man Sings. And it's from a new collection of his essays called Distrust That Particular Flavor. It's an amazing book. I suggest you buy it right away. Because it's it, what he what he's done here is he's collected all of his ass, all the essays he's written in the past thirty years or so, and he's written a little addendum at the end of each of them, kind of updating them, looking back upon what he wrote. Uh, he's such a he's such a goddamn crazy genius. It just blows my mind to read that because he's he, when you think about it, he's he's acknowledging the idea of the singularity, and the idea that that may not happen at all in the same breath. It's just, I don't know, me talking about it's ridiculous because it's like there's a reason he wrote that and I didn't because he is able to describe it so poetically in like, uh, what, less than 500 words? Jesus Christ. Yeah, read it, check it out, enjoy it. Um, and that concludes the musical section of Twisting the Wind. Okay, y'all, is that fine by you? It's fine by me. Thank you for calling to order the frying pan today when you order for just $19.99 plus $7.99 shipping and handling we'll include the venting lid free you just pay the shipping and handling and as our gift for trying cookware we'll include a ceramic mandolin slicer absolutely free to order with a credit card say credit card I don't know I'm just not sure can I talk to somebody Sorry, I didn't get that. To oh. order with a credit card, say credit card. I want to see if I, it's the right thing. Can I have some more information, please? Speak to a representative. Okay, I'll transfer you. Oh, thanks. In order to quickly route your call to the proper agent, yeah. I need to know the reason for your call. Order. Order! Thank you for calling to our order oh. diamond prime plant. My name is Electra. To pull up this special offer, may I have your zip or postal code, please? Yeah, my zip is uh, 90000. Hey, that, your name is Electra, huh? That's a really cool name. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. How do you spell it? E-L-E-C-T-R-A. Oh, C. I was thinking like a K, like the record label. Ah, no. No, either, either way, it's still good. I'm congr- Thank you. Congratulations. My name's Kevin. It's a little different. All right, Kevin. See, I smell mine with a K. Mine spell spell with a K. Okay. But it could be with a C. Oh, God, go ahead. Speak. Speak now. For quality purposes, this call may be recorded. Okay, that sounds great. I I agree with that. 
With this special offer, you'll get an amazing <laughs> frying pan mm -hmm. for the discounted price of just $19.99 plus $7.99 shipping and handling. What do you think is so... Sorry, go ahead. No problem. Because you call today, we'll also include the venting lid free. Just pay the shipping and handling, and as our gift for trying cookware, mm -hmm. we'll also include a ceramic mandolin slicer absolutely free. Can I be honest with you here? Yes. I, I did not just, I didn't just call today. I saw this, I saw this about four days ago. I took a bunch yes. of TV, I put a record button on the TV, and I recorded like 60 hours of television, and then I went out to the desert. I was out in the desert driving around trying to I have this job where I have to collect uh, sand, sand sculptures that are made by the okay. wind. Like, you know, you ever seen a vortex before? No, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like, it's like when these witches stack rocks. They usually stack three of them, but they, they, they've uh, found evidence that it's not from humans. It's actually from this type of desert animal that may be as smart as humans. Have you heard about this thing? No. Nope. Well, they're out there. They're really small, but they're really smart. They're like the size, of, they're like miniature dinosaurs, but they have like a hat. The head looks, their head looks like a hat. So it's like, it's look like, oh, it's like, wow, where's his head? I haven't seen him. I'm trying, I'm out. So they get, I get paid to run out there in the desert. This is the Mojave mainly and the uh, Anacaractic Desert too. And um, have you been to the Anaphylactic Desert? No. Oh, it's, it's, it's weird. It's all, well, this is a different story, but so I, I took the TV recordings out to the desert to try to find these guys. And I so I, I saw the advertisement. Not I didn't see it live. So I'm I'm, I'm actually calling like several days after. And I, and I I know they said if you call now you get that deal. But I, all I could do is write the number down and call now that I'm back in town. Okay. So how, how does that work? Is it is it expired? The offer that I read to you. Yeah. No, it's not expired. Okay. You can take advantage of that order right now. Take advantage. I like the idea. I mean, it sounds like I'm the one who's uh. Um, taking advantage, you know, you know, because that, that word is like, take advantage usually means like when you uh, do something bad to someone, like, oh, he's taking advantage of you. Well, no, no, depending on how you're using it, right. and we're using it as advantage in you getting the opportunity to purchase something that you heard about a couple of days ago, but it's still available to you. That's great. I like. I appreciate that, that that I get to take advantage of that, because uh, yeah, some people use a word and it has such a limited. Um, limited through space that they just don't really expand it out into the other territories of where it could be used and what you're doing there is is doing a great job i would you know here's what i'd say you're doing you're electrifying me hello <laughs> you know what i'm saying do you ever say that to people no you should do that you should say uh pardon me you're about to get electrified and then you tell them the truth about life <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Cool. Hey, how many sets would you like to order today? Well, I'm trying to figure that out right now because I want to okay. talk to my friend John. Do you know John Heater? No. He's a great guy. He's a he's a brilliant actor. He's done a, several films and he's uh he's does these characters. Uh, maybe you've heard of this character named uh, Dynamite Napoleon. You know about him? No. Okay. Well, he's this character called Dynamite Napoleon. It was a movie. It was a very, very, very popular movie, and it's uh, it's one of the funniest movies ever made. It's just uh, super original, and he's gone on to do. We 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 got to work together on something, and it was really cool. And he's super funny, unique guy who, uh, you know, he's got a weird bent to him. You know what I mean? I like when you have a weird bent. 
the edge the edges have not been filed off. Would you say that? I don't you don't know him, but I'm going to introduce him to you uh, to everybody, really, for that matter. I mean, not that he needs an introduction. He's you never you ever heard the phrase uh, this next person needs no introduction, but you know by saying that you are introducing them. It's like the irony of the introduction. Yeah. 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 So he uh, he's going to be coming on, and we're going to talk a whole bunch. And I'm trying to see if there's something that he's interested in because I know that he he's got a family, and uh, so he probably does a lot of cooking. I'm sure he cooks a lot of eggs. I mean, that's my that's my primary thing is I love cooking eggs. I love doing that whole thing where you you crack the egg in the pan and then you you move it, you swish it around, and you go whoop, and you you know what I mean. Mm. Do you ever cook eggs in it? Do I ever cook eggs? Yes, sometimes. Really? What what is it? What is it dependent upon the cooking of eggs? Mm, I just don't eat eggs that often. Really? Have you ever tried taking the yolk out? No, but I hear uh, I have a couple of buddies that are doing egg whites. Yeah, now. it's definitely good. The egg white thing is good. It's like okay. um, it's really great because you get that. I don't know why it's good, but I hear it is same thing. You know, I don't really care. Yes. Yeah. This is a cool. Yeah. This is a cool trick you can do. You crack the egg, right? Have you ever taken the yolk out? Do you know the trick to take the yolk out? No, but I've seen, I like cooking shows yeah. where they show people doing that. Yeah, they crack it and they. they, they mm-hmm, go ahead. No, method. I want to hear how I want to hear what you saw because I probably didn't no, see it. I was just going to say that I I have seen them do that mm-hmm. on where people just go back and forth, keeping the yolk between the different sizes of the. The shell. The shell that they've split until yeah. all of the egg white is separated from the yolk itself. So true. It's totally true. I agree with you. I agree. I agree. That's like exactly how it works. Yeah, it's so totally the way to do it. I'm not very good at it because I have this thing where I hesitate to crack, and it's like whoa. I can't. I can't get that snap crack. I don't want that. I want that. I don't want that crunkle, crunkle crack. You know where it's like dented. I want a clean line. I want a clean, jagged line. And if I don't get that clean line on the first snap crack, that egg's in the trash. You know what I mean? Yes. Do you ever? Th- I mean, I feel bad about throwing away so many eggs, but it's just like that's how the cookie crumbles. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Have you ever heard that expression before? That's how the cookie crumbles. Yes. Um, yeah, what, I don't. I, I don't know what that means. I always say it though. What does it mean? You know, life. That's how life happens. Right. Is it supposed to mean like uh, when you have a sweet thing going? If it, if you don't get all of it right away, and you have to pick up some of it off the floor, that's just how it's okay. Because you shouldn't expect to have a cookie that's really well made. Say that again. Like, is the idea of the, the cookie crumbles is that you shouldn't uh, expect the cookie to to fall apart because it's, you shouldn't always expect the best cookie because cookies are cookies are they're just like everything else where you you can't expect uh, the cookie to be perfectly uh, crispy soft you know like that butter toffee crispy soft. I do. I understand. What's your favorite type of cookie? Um. Not really into sweets. You're so kidding I don't me. Have a favorite. No, so wait, you don't. Not. You're not that into eggs. No. Nope. You're not that into sweets or cookies. Hello. 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 What cans or no cans? Uh, 
let's do one ear. One ear? Or like do, some, do we need it? Belinda Carlisle, we all we are the world. Your choice. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Is that those, yeah? Like, isn't that that's the thing? Old school style, or this is the DJ style. Oh, the DJ style, right? You know, they have they have a DJ style headphone now where they have just one. It's designed specifically for the the one use. It's like, yeah. But they, you still have to pay for that other. You do. You have to. You always. You're always paying for it, right? It's not there, you know. Here we are. We've got waters. It's all fancy up in here. It is. Can I get a little? Can I get a bit more of me and me? Can I get a little more of uh, Johnny and Johnny? How how's John and John? Is John working in John's ears? Um. Check check Charlie. Checkpoint Charlie. Farley yeah, Bowery. I can hear. Farley Gandalf. Um. Welcome. Thank you for having John me, John Heater. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. You're in it right now. Did you know that? I'm I'm We've, cutting some wind. Oh, really? Twisting the wind is that the that's name what, of this? That's the name of this. Yeah, that's is it really? It is. I this love, is gonna be a lot of education today. <laughs> that's why my Tonight, favorite thing is to have people on horrible. and basically have them know nothing at all and be like, "Well, so what, where am I right now? Where is this? <laughs> who are you? So who exactly is the DJ? Who who, did who this? is hosting this? How did I mean, you just the intern, right? Where is the snack bar? Who this, is the guy? It, this is a green room, right? Where yeah. is the actual this is studio? This is a holding pen. This is a holding pen. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Jim. This is where uh, this is where you normally do it. Yeah, this is where we sometimes do it. So How long I, has this been running? I've been doing this now for about uh, four months. Maybe. Oh, pretty <laughs> four or five pretty months. Pretty naked. Pretty new. Pretty naked, but I Let mean me the, the numbers are pretty. We got we got a. I think <clears> this is clocking clock at number seventeen. TT Dubs in the top forty countdown. Wait, yeah, no, the the seventeenth edition. Is it really? Yeah, number seventeen in what? Like podcasts in general? The seventeenth time I've done this. Oh, oh, seventeenth. I was like clocking under number seventeen. I feel like I'm a DJ with these uh, headphones on. You can take them off. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go sounds phones. Yeah, it's like I can hear you fine. Right, exactly. I feel like I can't hear myself with headphones for some reason. Mm. Makes me makes me very self aware. (laughs) <laughs> I like so you put it on just to make me feel good, and then it's, and I put it on. And now well, I was like, just letting you uh, give me the option. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like it's it's the guest's choice, I'd say. So, so is going? this a format? Like, do you this always a have a guest? Yeah, I would try. I always have a guest, pretty much, except That's for right. once in a while, I'll do one where it's like uh, just uh, me yakking about music. I mean, you know, that's a great calls. idea. I think I'm going to start a podcast because do I go. don't know too, really sorry. many people. In- too late. Too late? No. Okay, uh, what about a, v- no, a no. vlogcast? Is no, that what they call can, them? I, you could probably do a blog if you want to do a blog. A blogcast? You could probably do a... Um, uh, I, I'm sorry, yeah, I, need, no. I need cast at the end. You need cast, okay. Need uh, cast. You could do a fly fishing uh, show, like a fly fishing TV show. Show? Uh, I don't cast. have the money to shoot it. I just want to put my voice on. Uh, you just want to do... So you can record. You can call it the podcast cast. No, I think... No, no, <laughs> I love the idea that... Because I immediately thought, okay... I should do like a podcast and have a week because immediately I was like, I don't know anybody that I could call up. Just okay, I I, I could fill up maybe well, how to do it five weeks of no guess. Oh, guess like a oh, guess yeah. people. I, I I mean, I could have my family, but nobody's going to care about that. I, I well, assume you want interesting, and I'm to also not just talking about celebrity friends. Right. I'm talking about just people who are interesting on there. I, that's how I feel completely, and that's why. But. Uh, but if I did a <laughs> podcast and I had a guest and I, if that was my format, then it forced me to just call someone. I was like, Hey, look, 
you know, it, was, it would be my way of saying, hey, let's hang out. But it was like, oh, but this is business, right? Right, this exactly. Because it's getting you, you can plug anything you want. You're basically you want. describing all my secret formula. Oh, now everyone saying, knows. That's, 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 that that's basically it. It's, a, yeah. it's an excuse to, to talk. It's fireside chat. But see, we've worked together. We know each right, other. Right, we know each other. And we so each other that you well, would have been on my list of okay. like, uh, to you know, push to talk. Yeah, push to talk. And then maybe five other guys. Right. Well, we don't know each other that well. I know. Well, and that's somewhat. What, now we do. Now we're going to get now down we're to gonna it. we're going to get to know. John, you wear pink. He's wearing pink right is, now. I think this is more of like a, a salmon. No, it's not salmon. This no. is, that's this more is of a, uh, that almost you know looks what? like a white shirt that was you know? ble- okay. that was in the wash Funny with a red shirt. you should shirt. say that because this color technically, as I believe known as a uh, whale's blood. Whale's because blood. That's sailors, when they used to wear their white shirts, they would get them covered in whale's blood, and it and would. We're uh, competing in this right now. Look it up. Do it. You can do it. Seriously. That's and it would get drenched in get drenched in whale's blood, and it dyes it. Once they would wash the shirt, it would be like sort of like a this vague. Pink. This is coming of age, right? I think like it's probably, you kill your first whale and you wear that badge of honor I wish. across your chest. I've never been a ship's boy. I've always wanted to be a ship's boy. That I yeah. somehow I can picture you as a ship's yeah, boy. Like you're like late, the, if they ever make when they when they when make they Cabin it. Boy Part Two, Cabin Boy, you are. <laughs> dude, let's do it. Let's get this <laughs> group of seventeen boy. other guests that you've had and yeah. let's make Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy. That movie was pretty great. It was. I think David Letterman was in that, wasn't he? He was. Like he was amazing. In it. John like, Stewart was in it too. John Stewart. I think he was. I don't remember. Maybe he wasn't. I'm he probably totally wrong. Oh, it was just riddled with talk show hosts. Yeah. What was the thing that he said? I've always wanted to be a cabin boy, but now. But now I'm a cabin man. Cabin man. Some, yeah, these like pipes are clean. <laughs> don't forget to tell the. My, uh, Is that one of your favorite movies? No, but I just remember watching it a number of times when I was young. And that's funny because it's got Andy right. Richter in it, who's also on yeah. the talk oh, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's it's not. Like oh, wow. Okay. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. There's some definite like, talk show tie-ins there. Interesting. It's weird. Those guys never get in movies, even though I feel like every time they are, I am always find them always find them very funny. Yeah. Like when Jon Stewart was in uh, Half-Baked. You see that? I haven't seen that. Oh, well, he's in it. I've heard of it, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah he doesn't show up. No, oh, don't forget really his amazing cameo, not even cameo, featured in, extra role in The Faculty. Oh, you know, I haven't seen The Faculty. He plays an alien teacher. I haven't seen teacher. The Faculty. Yeah. Where I they, can't believe I haven't seen The Faculty. Literally, they, bad, right? I think Josh Hartnett chops his arm or head or right? some limb off with a paper cutter. It was kind of awesome. Well, here's what I do know about you is you're a big horror movie guy. I am. Yeah. So horror, horror movie. Horror, you're a horror, horror no a horror. horror movie. I like movies about horror. <laughs> you love a good horror movie. Yeah, good. there's not a lot of them. But, yeah, there's not a lot of horror horror movies. There's um, actually probably a ton of horror. Movies. There's, there's the most, but it's just horror about movies. the horror. Just about the horror. Like there's that genre, like woman of just prostitute films. Okay, prostitute films. Yeah. Like it's not porn. I'm talking about like pretty women. Pretty women. Okay, pretty yeah, woman. Pretty woman. Pretty and, uh, that's the genre defined. There's not much else. How long have you been really into scary movies <clears throat> um, or horror movies? Or uh... I guess I've always liked it, but I definitely started uh, considering myself a, kind of a, a bigger fan oh, a couple of years ago when right. I got my home theater right, okay. system. Because then that is like when you can really enjoy movies. And then and it was, it's always like a party maker. You just invited a couple guys right. over and you immediately, what else are you going to watch? I mean, at first, right. literally our first movie night that Executive we ever Executive decision, held, right? No. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie is reminds me of my dad having some, his boy, his like friends over. They watched Executive Decision, like the, the <laughs> DVD. Yeah. What? They killed Steven Seagal Such in the first movie. 
It was not rad. That great. I, no, it is good. It's not that great. It's it's one of the best B movies. Like that's not a that, B movie. That's a B movie. I think. Executive decision. Well, it was Whoa. like B in the Holly, like Hollywood B movie. Oh, you mean right? like, like B list, or you mean like B list? Not kind budget, of. not a budget. No, no, film. no, no, not budget, but still. I mean, at the time, I think it, we have like Kurt Russell of- was kind of on the low, on the he wasn't making all hit movies. Okay. And then See, Steven Seagal, come on. I mean, what what level would you say Under Siege and all his movies were? Those were those, those were, were A movies, were they? Well, what? Oh, a, yeah. Now we got to define what a B B movie is. The definition of B make, movie it means budget. That's what it means. A B well, movie you, means it has a budget, so it's cheap and shitty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's but what how I mean. many? So you would so any any independent is a B movie? Uh. You could. I, I here's like, what, what do I, you mean in budget? Like they're budget. On a, um, I like mean, they have. We cannot go over a hundred million dollars. I think I mean, most people right would there. say a B movie is something like a Cecil DeMille film, something where it's like kind of shitty and yeah, yeah, yeah. cheap. No, and it shows cheap and not like yeah. um, uh, not self aware, uh, or maybe it is self aware because it could be self aware. Either way, I'm sure a lot of I, there's I a lot of horror B movies, a lot okay, of B movie slashers. B-movie. At the time, I thought it was like it's, like a, it's, a, it's a certain B list like something. Yeah, like three star. But it was rad. It was rad for what it was. Anyways. So, wait, I, I totally derailed this with the no, executive okay. decision. I'm getting back on. Onto horror. Onto Air Force One. Oh, no, I'm getting. Uh, no, so that's what we do when we get together. We watch these movies. And are funny enough, I look, I literally have like, you know, a kept list? a record of all the movies really? we watch. The very first one being Midnight Express. Okay. That's a big that, And then one. we completely derailed from that and then went horror films. Wait, Midnight Express is the heroin smuggling one, right? Or is that Midnight no, Run? That's Midnight Run. Midnight Express is Charles Grodin. No, that's Midnight. Uh, You're kidding me. No, wait. Midnight Run. Midnight Run. Midnight Cowboy is a heroine. No, no Midnight wait. Cowboy is John Voight <laughs> is John and Boyd. Dustin Hoffman, and that's the New York City so weird. Oh, the heroin run. Yeah, Midnight Express. I'm sorry. That's Midnight Express, I, I forgot right? that's where, how it starts, because yeah, he goes to prison. I, goes to nobody prison says the heroin, though, and they say oh. the Turkish prison. It is heroin, right? I think it's heroin. He's, it's, it's, some, it's locked up abroad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got that sweet Giorgio Moroder never seen it. It's awesome. I've never seen Midnight Express. It was Express. awesome. It was an awesome guy's movie. What is movie. the thing? Was it, isn't it like... Ding, 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 Dude, you got it. Well, you haven't seen well, it. You know why you know I know that? Because I'm, I'm a big fan of Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> you listen to Coast to Coast? Coast to Coast AM. That's the uh, sci-fi that's, one, isn't it? That's Well, it's like the, the f- or, lunatic freaks calling yeah. in about everything in the and world. And do they play that on... Yeah, that's the theme song. Oh. That's the theme song to Coast to Coast. Okay. I have that app. I have to listen to it. Yeah, I just sounded really good just now the way I sang that. Yeah, dun, 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 Georgia Maroder, great soundtrack. Guy. Yeah, so we watch. watch yeah, we them. watch a lot of horror films, and right. um, and those are fun. We just, I just, I moved, I moved this year, and I don't have my home theater anymore. But we still make do. Like we go to other guys' home theater. You make and, do. Yeah, we make do. You like like a make home theater do. circuit? Sort yeah, of? we do. Yeah. Right. So. Um, yeah, we're still going kind of strong. This is a weaker year, but still awesome movies. So yeah, we've been doing a lot. Did you ever screen the movie that we did together? The uh, the horrific one? No, the uh, <laughs> what, the one the one where your I uh, play your brother. That's how yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> I which like, I haven't. Uh, I say I saw it, but on the computer, courtesy of Vimeo or something. I haven't seen it. Seen yeah, it. I've seen it on Vimeo too. Have so you seen it? And, we're have pushing you seen it. Been right to a now, screening right? of anything or no? I haven't been to. No, he, that's right. He said he was going to do a screening of that. Yeah, is, I'm going to talk. Come, we're just feeling come. out through the dark right now. We're yeah. just trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, when do I get to officially like show this to people? It's mm-hmm. like instead of the trailer for right. short. How does that sound weird? A trailer for short. You know what? I haven't seen it actually. I have not seen it. 
You're joking. No, I just realized I haven't seen it. I, You've I seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer and I definitely haven't seen it. because I, I will send you, the, I think I still have the password okay. and the Vimeo address. But I don't know if I want to watch it on my computer because it's like, it's one of those things where you- Well, put on some headphones and it's a little bit better. <laughs> I don't know. I still, still feel like it's a thing where I want to see it on a screen. Do you have Apple you know? TV? No. Oh, Should I get it? Mind. It's awesome. I love I, it. I, I, don't want, I want to see it in the theater. When do we find our- Well, then I will talk to- I will talk to her. I love how we're doing like this yeah. discussion right now. Yeah, I know. I'll talk to him and we'll, we'll make sure to, we do a screening and all you listeners are not invited. So this you. is a film that uh, was directed by Russ Lamoureux. Yeah. Lamoureux. Lamoureux. I was saying- I think it's Lamoureux. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, it's it all- hey, Russ, you, it's there. It's a different region of Lamoureux. France. I'm, I'm pronouncing yeah. it from- Different region of France. French that was dressing. Great. So yeah, he directed it, Fonks. and you're in it. You play a guy named Peter, Peter. and I play your brother. It's called Peter at the end, right? And it's a it's a it's a dark comedy. Yeah, but it's not. Well, yeah, it it's is. more of a dramedy. I, I mean, yeah. as soon as you think dark comedy, you think okay, there's dark themes and there's like murder, but with or like kill or something yeah. like dark. But it's really it's it's not really that kind of dark. It's just more of like. I mean, it's kind of humorous, but yeah, it, it's more of a drama. I don't know what oh, it's that's like. right. I mean, See? I read the script, I acted in it, but I don't. I haven't seen it. You no, know, you didn't act in it. You lived it. I lived it. You were great. Can I, I tell you right now? You're awesome. Thank you. You're awesome too. You were, it, was um, it was fun. Times. Everybody's liked it so far who's seen great. it. Great. And well, that's like uh, five people. Maybe so. Sundance will like it. That'd be fun. Great. Wouldn't it? Um, I hope. I don't know. When, when, this, do we know? when is I think he's going to. I think Sundance is. He would have submitted by now. He did submit. He would we would know if it was there, right? We might. We got fucked. Maybe Did we? we shouldn't be. That was quality filmmaking. I don't know. You never. I this, think CAA this... picked him up. Who? Not us? think. Yeah, they did. Oh, I, I, is that uh, awesome? That's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you're, you're, ka, good old Ka. Uh, good old Ka. ka. Uh, Those are my boys. Yeah. Ka. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did that, and uh, no, now, I, I haven't had a screening. Maybe I should try to get. You a should. Screening. You should do a, set up a good old screener. Yeah. So what do you, what are the things you've been working on lately? Anything interesting? Anything um, of note? Uh, anything of note? Right. I'm uh, doing. Uh, speaking of French, I'm actually working kind of on a quasi French film. You really? know, you see that movie Rubber, which was one of the movies yeah. we actually are watched. Are you working on the new Weezo movie? Weezo, the, the new Quentin Weezo. Dupier. Quentin You're Dupier. on Wrong Cops. Yeah, no, no, oh. I'm not on Wrong Cops. Oh. I was almost on Wrong Cops. I mean, it's his film he's shooting. <laughs> Were you on it? I auditioned for it, but uh, okay, just this little uh, tiny part for something. But um, I would, I have a big thing of for him. Oh, you like him? Yeah, uh, I like his. I mean, I've listened to his music for probably about Dude, twelve I gotta years. Check out that is so weird. Monsieur I've got to check it out. Yeah, Mr. is that Oizo. how you pronounce it? Yeah, because it's spelled like Oizo. Yeah, I mean, I Mr. guess if you, if you want to be unpretentious and just say it, I would say Mr. Weezo or Mr. Wazo. I'm completely yeah. unpretentious. Mr. Wazo works. Mr. Wazo. Or if yeah, you're like I, a casting I, director. Oh, you mean Monsieur Monsieur Wazo? Monsieur Wazo. Oh, that was horrible. Oh no, I was just oh, clearing my throat. You're referring to Monsieur Wazo? Yes, I know. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you're no, his with him? new film no. called Reality. And is that him? It was like originally reality, and then they changed the script to reality. But, with but the this e is this is yeah, Quentin Quentin Dupieux. That's so cool! Yeah. Wow. So so, but you know him in the terms because you never listened to his music, really, have you? No, I I I, oh, I only realized I, I had pieced together, and remembered. Oh, he's one of those guys. Writes, directs, edits. I think he edits, but I know he shoots his films and he yeah. does the music. So he's definitely one of those auteur, like French yeah, directors who totally. just kind of does everything, which is great. And he knows what he wants. And he shoots it all out. And it's a weird, it's gotta be a weird movie, right? It's weird. Yeah. That's it's weird. It's very similar. Like rubber was very, it's strange. not as dark as rubber. Right. Um, okay. But you've seen rubber, right? I've seen, I've seen rubber. Yeah. Right? And it's very similar in that it's like introspective looks like kind of 
looks in at itself, but it's like a movie within a movie. And then, okay, oh, yeah, what's real? I mean, it's kind that. of, yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, but it's awesome because like half the film is in French and half of it's oh, in English. I'm the clearly desert? the French part. Um, no, no desert this time. Uh, I don't think there's much desert. There might be a few drugs, okay. but it's mostly like, kind of the city. It's what city? LA city. Yeah, we've oh, been cool. shooting it all here. I shoot tomorrow morning. Convenient. You should come to set. Say, hey, I'm the guy. Who you are you hire. working with? In the, is anyone else in it? Um, the lead guy is a French uh, comedian. Um, oh my god, Alain Chabat. Alain Chabat. I didn't think the French had comedians. <laughs> no, they just adopted, he's their biggest. Uh, uh, he's their biggest comedian, what's he and like? we haven't heard of him. So, yeah, um, no, he's really, he's like the nicest guy. He's really cool. He's like, I mean, this is what Quentin was telling me. He's like the Jim Carrey or something a little bit more relevant. He is the Jim Carrey of France. He is what you call like a Jim Carrey. He does a big sound when he comes out. He's like, oh, boom, boom, boom. And everyone laughs because it's like, you met him, you would think, like, I haven't seen a lot of his films. He plays Napoleon Bonaparte in the, um, Bill and Ted's. No, no, no. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Not that old school, yeah. but uh, the quote, Night at the Museum movies. This is a old movie. It. But those movies are, did well. They did, yeah. Some somehow those movies have done better than everything in the world. Yeah, like they're like it's like a seven billion dollar franchise. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's something. I don't know how that's possible, but <sighs> museums are just hey, universal. Everybody can relate about to it. that. The kills in Iceland, Iceland, and like the Chinese. The Chinese are just they can't get enough because are you following to, Iceland on Twitter or no, something? I'm not. I'm they just, just make, have this, one. This Twitter is made up facts. These are made up facts, but I think they are. I think they are. They're fucking killing it overseas, bro. Straight <laughs> killing it overseas. So we got, uh, we got, um, he's plays the main guy. Right. And then the, like, one of the only other, like, name American actors mm-hmm. is Eric Wernheim. Oh, but that, yeah, Eric's yeah. a good friend of mine. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. Oh, and, that's uh, so funny. I was just, wow, that's so, I was about to ask you that because he's, uh, yeah, we know each other pretty well. And I know that he was involved in, I think, the, the, Maybe wrong cops. I think he was in wrong cops for a I, minute. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I've been seeing wrong cops. I know originally started out as a internet series idea, and I okay. think they started shooting it, and then he just decided I'm just going to make it a film. Okay. So then he just used yeah. all the footage, or at least put it together. Because like that's what Marilyn Manson and uh, I've, see, I've seen Little, that one episode, and it's it's oh, like I've, Marilyn Manson's awesome. I just, I think I just read. I don't even remember, but I I saw, I saw enough to be very intrigued. I thought. Seems like a pretty interesting thing. Yeah, it was oh. it was interesting. I didn't see the whole thing. So what do you play in it? Can I you, play. Can you talk about it. It's really hey, weird. Can you talk I think about I can. It? I asked him like, the "Hey, other it's day. okay if you can't talk about it." Can you talk? Can you? You don't want. You don't want me to talk. <laughs> can you about talk about it? it? You don't want me to talk. Inside scoop. This is the first time Inside I had to ask. Scoop. Like, can I tweet pictures? Oh, I hate saying that word. We got to come up with a different word. Can I word tweet, tweet a pic of this? Can I tweet a pic? Hey, how about just a set pic? <laughs> just one of my crack. Um, so what, uh, what you did, but I play, uh, I, I play a host of a, of a cooking show, right? Who cool. wears a rat costume <laughs> and my arc, this is the best part. My yeah. arc is that I have an itch right. that gets worse and worse all over my body, but oh my it's God. all in my head. So you're crazy. I guess so, but they don't really, you know, complete yeah. that storyline. He's just. That sounds like one of those things where of, it's like, I would love to hear Quentin explain that to you. <laughs> like, you are, uh, you have your itch, okay? Okay, so, um, <laughs> you just itch again. You itch again and, uh, we good. Is that oh, him? That, that's good. Yeah. Wow. Cool. He's awesome. What's and he wears pink it? shirts too. He, he like does? wears the same shirt every day on set. He does. But he told me he's got like two or three pairs. How's he smell? So he's always like, no, he smells good. Does he? He smells good, yeah. Cause he does, he does love cigarettes. 
He he likes cigarettes. Wow, you do follow him. No, I, I've known about him for a long time. Like yeah. I'm a big, big fan of his music. Like, Man, I gotta check it out. What is it? It's like electronic. It's electronic, but yeah. it's uh, it's. Ah, I gotta check it out. I can't believe I don't. It's kind know. of a precursor to a lot of stuff. He's been doing stuff for music for. What else has he done it for? Other films that yeah, aren't all his? his movies. Yeah, what, I don't know if he's done it for anything. Well, he hasn't done. It. Yeah, it's like weird. I need to be. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, he has a, this great album. That first, this first one was one called Analog Worms Attack. Then he had. I mean, I've got all of everything he has ever recorded. I've got it. That's um, awesome. Well, guess amazing. what? I'm going to go to him so tomorrow good. and ask him for everything for I mean, free. That's for yeah. Got Stade Three. Got Stade Two. You got to get a uh, Lamb's Anger is a great Jeez. one. Oh, these God. are all records. These are all records. But wow. they're just he has like this thing where his the sounds he creates are just like these crazy blisteringly aggressive but also simple and kind of on the lamb's anger some of the stuff sounds so cool because it sounds like um like not normal music like he's cutting things in and out it's kind of uncomfortable and glitchy and uh spastic Mm. but at the same time it's it'll also just swing around like this crazy interplanetary juggernaut and just all of a sudden become this four on the floor that's his handle i think four Interplanetary, Interplanetary juggernaut. juggernaut. I always think That's of the, awesome. you know how when like a, uh, a satellite, you know about the whole slingshot effect around like a yeah. planet? Yeah. I always think of that planetary slingshot effect in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, music because it's like this thing where also it just comes back around and it's like this elliptical as opposed to- The so slingshot like, effect yeah. enabled time travel in Star Trek IV, uh, the I Voyage did? Home. Okay. Interesting. And I think it also, they used it, oh, what movie was that? Was that Sun? No, it wasn't Sunshine. Sunshine. Interesting film. Great film. Yeah. I thought. You love it? I did. I like it. It's got horror elements in it. So have you been into movies for a long time? Yeah. Always been into movies? Uh, I don't really, really got into movies. I feel, I mean, I always watched growing up, obviously, but definitely like middle school and high school. Right. I got what more was like, like, okay, I'm into movies. What was the first thing where you, first movie where you sort of realized it was something more than just, you know, yeah, we all got the movies. Something like, oh, I, this is really, really mm. speaks to me, sort of thing. I mean, it, it could go as far back as uh, as E.T. in e. some T., ways. That's a good one, yeah. I mean, obviously, I grew up on the classics, um, but uh, obviously, you know, like... What does that work? Because you grew up Mormon, right? Yeah. So is that, how does that work in terms of, like, um, content of the films, you know? Because that's, like... Well, I mean, yeah... Kind of, um, what do you say? A censorship or anything like that? Yeah, but that when goes? you're a kid, I yeah. think, like any other kid, there's probably amount of oh, censorship. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still going to see stuff like... I mean, it's so funny how nowadays, it actually would be even more strict nowadays, I think, because it's so possible to see every single movie and what it's rated for and what's right. the content in it before you ever see it. Whereas back then, parents would just rent a couple of movies like... Without really looking yeah, like, oh, you go to the video rental store. Right. Yeah, there's not as much research. You right. look at the back, you don't know, you just let the kids. I remember, you know, we'd be hanging out downstairs at night. Hardly ever <laughs> did we ever watch anything that yeah. bad. I mean, they were pretty good, but there'd be one or two horror films or just dark stuff I remember seeing when I was a kid. Like, whoa. But I was pretty much traditional. Like, I like, you know, the stuff that was for my age. And did you ever the Star that? Wars and the Indiana Jones right. and all the, the great adventure stuff? stuff. The, the adventure, yeah, yeah. Did you ever um, swap? Do like the video, ca- the video cassette swap thing? Wait a second. I say. mean, I think it's pretty much impossible because remember, I when I grew up, the first thing they do at Blockbusters open it up to make sure it's the same video inside the match. What would the you case. get? What would you swap with? Swap like out a with piece of crap like, with something that's R rated. You know, you want to try to see this movie. Oh, 
Oh, I see. You're I to see. Trick your parents into. Oh no, no, I don't think so. So you never remember. had like a desire to to see things that you weren't supposed to see in terms of movies. I'm sure it exists. It's weird. It's like I think back and I'm like, I just I, I all I remember is just walking the through the forbidden. Yeah, yeah, walking through the uh, through the video store and just looking at everything on the backs of covers and everything, but still like. I'm still, I think the stuff that interested me was the stuff that, you know, I didn't have like a dark side. Oh, so you weren't, you weren't like trying to like see uh, some slasher movie or something like that. Or um, like, like, like Jaws. I remember Jaws was the big movie. That was the one we got away with renting. So I think a lot of Jaws are PG 13. Even so, the first Jaws is PG, man. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's such an amazing thing to yeah, think I know. about. Well, I mean, back then it was different. Probably it'd be also, rated they don't, PG they don't show that sure. much. No. It's not like, but still gruesome. it's like, you know, is it's it? violent and it's got, I mean, dude, that him, Attacking that girl at the beginning is pretty yeah, violent. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? But no, I think um, it was. Uh, I do remember seeing like the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. when I was really young. Pretty, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember the form I was in, or if like my br- older siblings had rented it. If so, they were, what, where are friends. you in the lineup? I'm siblings. in the middle. In the middle. It's my twin and I are okay. right in the middle. We have two older siblings, two younger siblings. So is your twin, did you guys live together? Did, I mean, are you super we close? Did. Oh, do we? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, you guys attached? No. I mean, do you guys live together are you, still? Are you still uh, super close? And do you oh, yeah, we, we are close. He lives He lives in Burbank. All right. And so we okay. don't live super far away, but we both have families now. Right. Um, but yeah, no, we are, we're still very close. We are like very identical. You're a dad. I'm a dad. This, you're a dad. Yeah. Right. You never met my kids, did you? Mm. They never came. So. No, you have multiples, right? I too. You have multiples. Yeah. <laughs> I have multiples. You have an air and a spare, as they say. That's my mom says. That's awesome. spare. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, we're very close and that's that was our lineup and uh uh yeah, no, we've so, uh, we've all, always been into movies. And so back to the thing, which which was like the first movie or first couple movies you remember sort of kind of like making you that made you feel like that was something. Well, better I, I, than okay, so I like I said. I mean, I can remember more when I was like you know a kid. Yeah. And thinking like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were. I mean, I was aware of those names and thinking yeah. like they were. I wanted to be them someday, even right. when I was a little kid, or just like wow, okay, these guys know how to make movies. And right. of course, I'm going off. I mean. George Lucas, I didn't know anything else except that his involvement in Indiana Jones and then, of course, Star Wars. Right, right. And then Steven Spielberg was making all the awesome stuff back then, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, he was, um, I was his, he was hitting his stride. But it, but at the same time, I think, I mean, some of the movies, it's weird to say, but yeah, 1993 Jurassic Park okay. was my freshman year of high school. I think, yeah, I'm trying to remember when I saw that, but... I was, that was right. That was a perfect time. That's a big I was movie. Just, it was my first year of high school. And I, that's when I, you know, when you're in high school, you st- actually start playing with the idea of what your career could be or yeah, what you want to do in the future. Like possibility. Right? Yeah. It's and there. that it was also, that was certainly a movie that really hit me big in that I want to make movies. This is the magic right. of filmmaking. It's the first time we ever saw effects like that. Right. It was like just the perfect timing for all these different elements. Oh my gosh! I, I remember that soundtrack and oh, like listening too. to it, at, like just getting the warm fuzzies in your heart when you're like, "Oh my gosh, they l- do exist." Have you and seen? They- um, have you watched the movie a lot? Right? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I've, I've seen watched it, it a lot. With quite my, a bit. My friends, we like to watch it. It's, it's, I think it's also kind of make funnable to some extent. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like any of, I mean, right. Spielberg's films are still riddled with like those classic. 
movie blunders, but you know, I mean, well, there's this, there's this one scene when Newman, he's uh, <laughs> remember when he's got, I'm calling him fucking Newman. You know, he, <laughs> he, I know yeah, exactly what you're I'm talking about. Him, I didn't even think of that. You know, Newman from Wayne Seinfeld. Night, Wayne Knight. Wayne he doesn't Knight. have a name. Doesn't have a goddamn name. <laughs> Newman. No. Newman. That's what people. That's what people are gonna be. <laughs> so, so remember casually. that movie when Napoleon was Just walking such down the street? Disregard for his person. Yeah, it's like me calling you Napoleon. Um, yeah, when Newman. When Newman, Wayne Knight. When when Wayne Knight is uh, he's remember he Dennis gets, Nedry. Dennis Nedry, the character in the film. Oh wow, you got yeah, this down. Uh, when he's on the when he's trying to get the, get out of the island and he's got that jeep and it's raining mm-hmm. and he, he's he crashes and that he's trying to hook the winch up. Yep. And what's that the dinosaur with the frilly? The oh my gosh. The How do I not know this? Is it that thing the spitter? And she, yeah, shoots the spit. The, and he's uh, um. Oh my gosh. Remember he slips. My friend who's listening right now because oh, this no. isn't live. Uh, call him please. Like, I hate you. Yeah. I hate you for. It's okay. That. This that this. This is all something I'll say as an aside. This podcast, the whole purpose of it is to publicly air mistakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I That's try to purpose. have as many mistakes edit. as humanly possible edit. in here. The Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. There it is. It's been a while. It's been a while. And that Dilophosaurus, when Newman slips and falls, um, if you watch it next time, if you notice there's a, there's a sound when he falls. Okay. There is a wow. slide whistle. There's a what? Like a what? like a comical clown just went. What? It's a so you think that's an error, whistle. or are you thinking that's no. on purpose? What that's this not is, an error. Here's my thought. I thought about this a lot. What that slide whistle is, is it is some type of a special coding that basically, I mean, I, I don't, I fucking swear to God this is true, but no one <laughs> will ever say it. What it is, it's this kind of thing where they have to soften that blow, and it's like a. It's like a record scratch where a lot of times we don't even know what a record. There's people who don't even know. There's people who are younger than us who've never seen a record, never touched a record, never played a record. They don't even know that's a record being right. scratched, but, but they hear that but they hear all that sound, the time. They know that that sound means what? Who just yeah? Who just farted or who, who just, just like just ending that moment right just, there or just yeah. interrupting? Who just yeah. called that guy a girl? Yeah, you know, what? record scratch. Rip. They know what that who sound means. Who just ruined this moment? And that sly whistle sound, I think, it's the same thing. Where it's like this thing they put in there, I don't know Someone why. Someone listens to Coast to Coast way but too it's, much. But it's a, it's coded in there to make you realize he slipped or something. They're definitely covering something or covering or trying to it's to make sure soften the blow, like it's more family friendly or something. That's that's one possibility, or it's something where they just they have to tell you. And let you know that that, this, he's, that he's falling, that he fell, he slipped. That's interesting. Dude. I'll have to. It's so funny of all the blood. You gotta see it. Weird you things. I've never laugh. heard that. I've you will never laugh even thought of so that. So hard once you hear it. I mean, you, there's so many Dustin, of the huh? other. Yeah, it's the it's the most amazing thing because you just can't believe it. It's an intense scene, and you hear this. Whoop! That's the thing is you don't notice it. You don't notice it. You've seen this movie. What, probably 14 times at least, yeah. but you I'll never have, noticed I'm gonna, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen exactly. to it now. Exactly. It's this weird thing. That is weird. It was probably noticed by some roommate who was on his computer like, what, was that a slide whistle? It's like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> slide. I just heard a slide whistle and mm-hmm. you're watching Jurassic Park and rewind it. Oh, there it is, slide whistle. Maybe yeah. it was just a temp track they put in for early viewings. So it's like a mistake? It's just oh, No, yeah, and then they forgot to take it out. You're They're an like, apologist. Oh. You're an ap- <laughs> Spielberg <laughs> apologist. Dude, that was the first movie again. Mm-hmm. So though getting into like the most I felt like the magic from a film at that moment I'm but at magic. the same time like seeing all the flaws I remember my uncle and everybody really? starting to hear it. oh like 
just little like movie things. Little things like yeah. any movie like, had. It's not like that one was filled with it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like that movie was filled with it, but any but the first time you're like, because you watch it so many times yeah. and you're like, oh wait, isn't Sam Neill's character right at the foot of the fence when the kid's about to get blasted off due right. to the electricity? And when he gets blasted off, now he's standing like 15 feet away right. in the perfect position to catch the kid. Wait a second. So I've never seen that. Yeah, it's probably chock full of those kind yeah. of things. Oh, it's but... chock full. Oh man, the Lord, Lord Dern's stunt double when she's jumping over a log and you can like see the really? horrible wig oh, and man. she's running oh yeah that's hilarious but when she's reaching the dinosaur poop no, yeah. i don't know there's nothing in there for yeah. that but that um, is that is a great moment when that, she that, in that yeah that was a great uh blunder because that was real poop it was real it was real dino they cloned real, dino real dinosaurs just to get the authentic so when you saw when you saw um, that jurassic park movie yeah how far how how much I'm trying to think how uh, how far away were you from making Napoleon Dynamite at this point? Oh, well, still. I mean, that was 93 and we shot right. Peluca, which is the short. I always right. like, go back to that because that's when we created the Well, character. how did that come about? Like, tell me the story because that's like an interesting story that. So, um, okay. So, 1993 is when Dress Park came out. That right. was freshman year of college. And then cut to 2001. I'm in at BYU. Okay. Uh, um, and. I guess I started going there in 99 and right. then, in t- and you know, I had met Jared Hess. We we're in a couple classes together. Okay. We were in a directing class together. Cause you guys are both movie buffs. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It was in film class. Yeah. I mean, we were already both in the film program. So okay. we had been accepted to yeah. taking our film classes and he, yeah. Cause it's a, it's a university. So you're only yeah. going to get to know the people in that, you know, right. It's a the big film. Class. It wasn't a film school. It was just a film program. But anyways, so we met, we had done, you know, him just seeing me in a few other bits and pieces. How it really started is he had the, for a, an assignment for one of the directing classes. Right. He was going to do this short film called Peluca. He grew up in Preston, Idaho. Okay. He was very much the type of guy who's like wants to make shorts about just kind of the weird locations and characters. Where did, where did you grow up? Go- I grew up in Salem, Salem. Oregon. Okay. Oregon. Got it. Um, so he, I had already seen a f- short film he did. He came to me with a script called Pay Luca. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to play like the bully kid in it. Okay. And <laughs> he had this other kid in mind for the main kid. Right. Which is, his name was Seth Fadine, who <laughs> was the, you know, the genesis of Napoleon. Okay. But the kid was like the real deal. Right. And therefore he couldn't really act like himself. It was oh, really kind yeah, of weird. weird I didn't really see, I don't, I can't remember if they did screen tests. I mean, this was just a class yeah. project, but he was just like, yeah, it just wasn't working. So that's a weird thing in, in film where you want someone who's the real thing. They can't play the real thing. Yeah. They can't be themselves on camera. Yeah. That's but a- it certainly was a huge inspiration for the character. And right. he already knew like, I mean, the character was so much based on him and his younger brothers. Uh-huh. So he came to me and he's like, well, John, I think you could do this. And it what really was, I mean, I tell people to this day, it was like, I don't know, like kismet or it was fate or it was it just, definitely kismet. it was just it perfect serendipity. Like, well, that's why that movie is so good. It's so like genuinely great that I feel like that you. there's something, I've, making a movie is probably the <laughs> hardest thing. Making a good movie is basically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you won't make it. It won't be good. I'm never going to make impossible. another good movie. You can't yeah. make a good movie. If a good you movie happens, you make pretty good movies. You but, make pretty good, yeah. but making a genuinely good movie is a happy accident. I but really that like that yeah. works makes sense on all levels. Just like yeah, yeah, it just is something you can't you you can't you can't plan for it. Like yeah. you can't plan for the for rain. You can kind of get a forecast and do all these things, but 
when you have like the day it comes, if it, it's storming outside, well, it's storming. Yeah. And that's how it is. And, and also, I think depends on the kind of movie you're making where this was so character heavy and right. it's, it, everything, you know, was about the character. Yeah. And I think for one, it helped that we made a short film first. That totally, way we were able yeah. to, and then that's, that's, yeah. that's what I was talking about. He brought me the script for Peluca, this seven page script. About this kid who yep. grows up in, or I mean, in Preston, but it was all takes place in a day. He goes and he buys a wig for his friend named Pedro, uh, Gail, actually. Gail? The, okay. Gail and Pedro were two. Pedro was two characters really? in the short. He's been merged. <clears throat> yeah. So he got merged. So he came to me. I was, I was like, I was like, dude, this totally makes sense. Uh-huh. And I think that was the other thing. It was just like, when you see those, some of the best films are when the director and the it's actor are on the, yeah, it's just, we didn't really have to talk much. I it mean, as soon work. as I read it, yeah. because we came from the exact same background. Okay. And we both had a lot of younger brothers and we both were pretty much that character ourselves growing up. And this like just weird crusty country. kids in small towns. Yeah. So well, that's the thing I loved about it so much is that's the, I mean, it's similar to Minnesota to some extent. Yeah. Well, anybody, like, I mean, that's what's cool is that everybody was telling us <laughs> how much they could relate to yeah. it because even though it was so specific, it was Idaho. It was this like, we had so many details in it. Right. But the general character was like someone everybody knew, but we hadn't seen a lot of him in film. Yeah. Yeah. So he came to me, we did it and it was awesome because it was like, we went to the thrift store together to pick out the clothes because I think he knew like, all right, we're creating this character. Yeah, definitely this dragon shirt. He would totally wear <laughs> Or I get it. No, I get this. Yeah. The one thing that took me a split second, his wife, call or wife told him he was like okay so show drusha um she was like I, what what do you think about a perm i was like and i this seriously had to jared's think about it for like yeah jared's wife okay um at the time you know they were married well, how old is he at this point how old he was only like 20 he's married three or 24 yeah i mean he was he's like a year or so younger than me okay um yeah he got uh married early and he um yeah, and they were like, what do you think about a perm? And I was like, well, and I honestly, for like a half day, was thinking, oh, oh man, no. a perm is it's permanent. Yeah, hence the name. Hence the name. <laughs> I was just like, and yeah. then I remember it just hitting me like, what am I kidding? Like, this yeah. guy is awesome. I had seen, I mean, I already thought he was talented and super funny. So I was like, who cares? I wasn't dating anyone at the time. I wasn't married. I wasn't like, yeah. I'm, well, I guess that shit, I mean, I guess if you're married, then it doesn't. Doesn't matter, matter if you like, ugly. Tough, tough enough, if you're wifey. chasing women. Yeah. Oh yeah. So no, I didn't care. But I, I think, just I think like, the book of the game would probably tell you that a perm is great because it's like a <laughs> it's a peacock effect and would allow you to uh, no no strike we were up looking a conversation. at pictures and it's yeah <laughs> you're right. You could say, look, I'm married to my work. I, hey, I'm I've crazy. Got a craft. I'm crazy, baby. Exactly. You want to go to the saddle ranch on sunset? The, come play with play with the curls. Yeah. So I so got, got the, the perm. perm. And then we did the short film in like three days on my birthday, which was awesome. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Um, and then he, it was like kind of like a success in the college unit, you right. know, in the college underground at right. BYU. People loved it. I mean, it was this black and white grainy 60 millimeter cool. footage. It looks great. If you have the DVD, it's a special feature yep. on there. And it's, I love it to death. I, I think it's so it, it's more authentic because I'm like 20 pounds lighter <laughs> <laughs> and I have like that the perm was immaculate. Okay. My friend, really good friend did it. And she was a hairstylist and she just, it was just, it was so 
It feels right. real. And that like the glasses were actually prescription glasses. Okay. I almost went blind oh, from man. it. So it just, it's so real. It feel, right. felt so real. Anyways. And then what was the next step then? So then he came to me like probably like six months later just say, all right, John. So I've been talking about making a feature film. He had been wanting, he had a buddy who had money, who had a brother who had money. But this he is knew still he was going to fun. You're this still is in like, Provo, right? Or where, yeah, yeah. No, this is still in uh, BYU. Is we're that still, Provo? Yeah, Provo. Provo. I had that right. Provo. That's right. And, um, uh, hanging out with all the Provo All-Stars and, uh, we are both still going to school. And he right. just said, you know, I don't care if I graduate. I'm just going to, I've been, it's my dream to be a director. I know a guy who has some money. I want to f- direct a feature film. Right. And I was going to actually, I mean, he, when he originally came to me, he wanted me to be the lead, but playing a different kind of character. Right. And then he just was like, Damn. I don't know. This guy's so awesome from Peluca, this character. Yeah. He's like, let's do a whole movie based on him. And then we're going to add in, cause it was just in the short. It's just me yeah. and then Pedro and Gail. Okay. We're the only characters. And then he's like, that's when he added in Kip and Grant. I mean, just all the right. other characters. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, I was like, totally so down. Where did the funding come from? Uh, our buddy who, um, he was our buddy at film school mm-hmm. and his brother owned at the time 1-800-CONTACTS. <laughs> there you go. Ah, Thank you, 1-800-CONTACTS. Wow. Eureka. Yeah. And so he was just like, he came to his, uh, our so buddy had, went to his a, brother. You had a legit producer in this, in the sort of the classical sense. It's a person with, with enough money. Yeah. And they wanted, they want to, and, they want to engage in, a, in an artistic endeavor. Yeah. And that, yeah. That's, well, it, that's, it was really much the brother, like when, when our friend went to his brother, the brother was such like, such a great thing. Look, though. I knew you were going to come. He's, I know you're in film school. I knew this was going to happen. Awesome. You were going to come to me for money. Uh-huh. And he's like, and I get it. So here you go. And you know, if it doesn't make any money, that's fine, okay. but don't expect me to do it again. Got it. Okay. Kind of like, you're just like, I'll God, do it. And this is probably cool. a one time only thing. Wow. I mean, he was ended up doing, you know, making out bank, you know, at yeah, the end. I he did, yeah. <laughs> so well, I think he helped fund like, yeah. uh, like our friends next couple projects. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's how great. it happened. Well, how did it then, uh, how long after that did they get distribution? Cause that's kind of, a, that's a big part of. A yeah. Movie. So we shot in the summer of 2003. Okay. We, our dream was, our goal was to get into Sundance. Right. Um, I, can't, I think our friends, I don't remember exact contact. Someone had a contact at Synetic Media, okay. which is like um, a licensing or like a representation company okay. in New York. It's now right. a law firm. Um, and he, some of his buddies, he knew the guy at Sundance. So he was, I think he put it in like an extra word, but like, hey, check out this film yeah. special. And then it got into Sundance. Nice. And then it went from there. And when we got well, into Sundance, Sundance... That's the thing. If you go to Sundance, thing. that's where everyone goes to buy. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how... Yeah. So, and it's typically... I mean, this was still one of those rare occasions, even right. at Sundance, where yeah, it was lot, nobody attached. No names. Right. Like, definitely go... And so not the exact... It was very much the indie vibe, but it was like... It's like rated PG. It's very right. clean. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. It's not a, at all it's what you normally clean see. Movie. I always forget that because I would go see with my with my mom and my two younger sisters. Yeah. And we can all, we were Dude, all. Dude, it was the biggest mag- magic trick we pulled. Yeah, it was. Because really everybody was. believes like, oh, this is an indie film. It's raw and edgy. Yeah, but and it, it has that feel. But it was raw and edgy. It's, it's, it's as raw and edgy as anything. Yeah, it really is because it's this so, it's super bizarre humor. It's yeah. so stupid and weird. Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah, that feel, it feels like it's uh, it feels explicit in that sense because of that. Yeah, it and it's pretty so like oblique. I mean, it's it's hard. I always say like we don't have jokes in it. It's not like written. It's not based on dialogue jokes or anything. Like the jokes <laughs> are just, kind of just in tone. the weird performance. It's like a tone. In the thing. tone, yeah. yeah. But so so we get it there, right? And then there's a sh- like you know a very quick and short bidding war. Okay. Between a couple companies and Fox Searchlight. Okay, sold a Fox Searchlight. So Fox Searchlight buys it. Yeah. And MTV at the time was bidding for it. They lost out. But then they piggybacked and said, Hey, we'll combine forces and tell our audience we'll it's cool. Down. Yeah. Right. They're like, We'll tell them it's cool because and it was kind of interesting. I mean, I've never seen it before uh, again right. since like Fox and MTV pairing up. Weird. They, now they hate each other. Yeah. Which is, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was awesome because it was basically MTV going Because that was the weirdest thing. When we made the film and when it came out, we we had no idea. Like We didn't really think family film or even kids filming. Or, we were, just, just, we're just making it for us, the college age. We just assumed basic from like, you know, mid-20s to like late 30s or 40s right. are the kind of audience. And at first, that's who liked it. And we showed it to a... Test audience of uh, teenagers, right? And they all laughed at the physical stuff, yeah. But they didn't really get the other stuff. But you could see they, it. as soon as MTV started putting it out and saying like, "This is cool," because it is, is like, it's, yeah, it's uh, and it's not that it wasn't cool and like accessible, but it's still one of the biggest surprises how much kids jumped on board with it. Yeah, because like, they loved know, it to this. Like little kids, about it, it's just it's uh, it's like a cartoon almost, but yeah. it's also in a way it's kind of punk because those characters are so. Yeah, they don't give a shit about anybody because yeah. they're just sort of, they're weirdos. They're, yeah. they're, they're outsiders. Well, yeah, and they, uh, again, it doesn't, I don't think it panders to any audience. It's no, just, it's definitely, uh, that's not a panderer. Yeah. We should probably take a quick pander break and uh, ask for money. <laughs> not really. Do you Com- push the quick, quick, quick ask commercial money break? break. No. Okay. And break. Hey! It sounds like you're having a really great time listening to Twisting the Wind. Oh, yeah, I and we're back here on Wishbone Nightmare, the podcast. We're talking to Is David that the name Jer- of the podcast? No. Wishbone Nightmare. That'd be a good name, right? Wishbone Nightmare. Oh, that's interesting. It'd be good, like it's Halloween like band. Thrown. Well, I had an idea for a band name called Wishbone Frenzy. as like a local band that plays at like the county fair kind of thing. So. And just to take wishbone is the theme. I don't know. Wishbone's a good word. It's a, it's a quality word. You know, it has I'm so saying? much symbolism. It's like, like nachos. Yeah. I, I like nachos. Do you like nachos? Do you like nachos in, in the word and nachos? Yeah, yeah. I love cool. nachos. This is like I still to this day. If I ever go to Taco Bell, if I can't decide, <laughs> I always get the nachos. nachos Have you heard that there's like a new like chef lady? They have. I haven't seen it, but there's commercials of some like, "Hi, I'm whatever. I'm chef so and so. I'm lady, lady Beatty, and I am the. I'm the. I'm making our new bowls here at Taco Bell bowls. <laughs> wow, they got a, like a uh, chef involved. Yeah, but then they also have like counter with these commercials where it's clearly like the Dorito, the Dorito sleeve, oh. baby. Yeah, the that, Dorito, that's like a chef's ingenuity. Ah, the Dorito, my MSG sleeve, pipe it <laughs> straight straight in. Dude, have you had one of those? No, I haven't. Had I'm it. so sick of hearing. 
but I've still never know, had one. But everybody a, around me tells me like, it's such oh, a thing. it's so gross. I had to try it. It's amazing. So is that a thing where, because you don't, you, don't, uh, you don't drink at all, right? No. And so you don't, you don't really drink caffeine, but you do sometimes. Oh, no, no. I you do drink, drink caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Caffeine's but, not again. You know what? It was made official, actually, in our was? church. Just recently. Oh, they just, they lifted it? They, it was never, it was such a hot, de- like, debate amongst right. LDS people who were like, Caffeine or no caffeine? Some people are hardcore like no. We I, don't saw drink chug, caffeine. I saw you chug a Red Bull. Oh yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was always just kind of a great. It was right. weird. It was kind of like they were kind of recommend against not drinking it, but and some were saying I think because it was just so kind of unclear for a while, they finally came out and officially said did. they can. Okay, like well, that's good. we can. I mean. It's still a lot of people don't do it just because right. it's like anything like, oh, I feel addicted or, you know, you just. I remember uh, reading about some hey, caffeine tangent. recently and how that um, uh, early on when the Mormons were traveling across the country, the more made up they would stuff. have, it's not made up at all. Oh, okay. They would uh, <laughs> drink uh, this tea from uh, the, the ephedra plant. And it's because it's called Mormon tea, evidently. I mean, huh? And I it, think it, I've heard of that. It's ephedra. It's ephedrine. So when you take a pseudephedrine, take a pseudephed, that's you know, you get a little high from that. You get a little not high. Huh. You, you, get, you get a you know, you get a zap. I've taken you know, I've definitely taken zap. It definitely decongests and gives you. It's a, it's an upper. It's a stimulant. It's what they make uh, meth out of. There you go. So, so you just so linked technically, Mormons to meth. Essentially, yes. That was really sneaky. But they, they're abstaining from caffeine, but they're having this tea. So in a way, it's like you're getting the, you, you, everybody's got to get a lift. <laughs> no matter what. No, our, no, no, let me tell you about our lift. It's, yeah. it's more in the spiritual nature. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about. So like, is that something where, I mean, I know a lot of people who, who don't drink or do anything for all all sorts of reasons. Yeah. But do you feel like, is there like a, a, a place or like a thing or like a, I mean, do you get off, not get off on, but like, you know, like, ah, oh, I mean, I love eating hot food or some, like some people who are, they don't drink or anything like they have like a, an outlet or something. I see what you mean. They, I see what you mean. Some um, of they find excitement or some of they find like a, like a, they get a, they get but, a kick out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, no, like, yeah. like, and still like, like a physical something like, that something you're that, taking into your body, I suppose. Um, something that like you can, it gives you like a. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, nothing really. at all. I can't think of it. Not I mean, like, like I don't feel like I'm missing because I mean, when you think about it, like you certainly we all have those you know friends right. or people we know who tried to quit smoking or tried to quit drinking or whatever, and but they, then they start they need chewing that gum or something. But if yeah. you like li- live your entire life, yeah. never doing it, I guess then you, you don't really it. feel that gap. You know what I mean? Right. Not that, but maybe you could be talking. About, is there something that the human body needs some kind of like stimulant? And it's like. Or like a um, like a release or something. Yeah, or like re- exercise or yeah, I don't exercise. Know. I f- that's I mean, horrible. I, feel like I don't exercise. exercise. You don't exercise. At <laughs> no, all? I do. I, oh. I recently I have tried to tried get to? a little, but I'm not. You're. Do you hate it? I hate it. Really? Hate it. Oh, you got, you got to get that runner's high. <laughs> do you? Man. No, you're saying like you you like it? I love it. I I, I ha- love it, but I hate it. I uh, I go running. I hate the gym. I cannot do the gym. Really? Like recently, I've got into jogging. Leave the and gym. And I can handle the jogging just as long as I'm listening to something. Right. Like, like a podcast, podcast. Bah- podcast. Yeah, dude. Like maybe a pot. Maybe you're listening. Click subscribe. Are you running right now? Who are you running from? Tell you, dude. That's what I, I listen to podcasts when mm-hmm. I run. But if I'm running, because then I'm not bothered by anybody else. It's outside. Right. It's nice. How many miles are you doing? 
Oh, let's see. Now I'm doing about almost um, about four. Four? That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. How many, how many days a week? Uh, about I'm trying to like my goal is three times a week. You should be doing at least three. But I'm doing yeah. I mean I'm still kind of in I've only been doing this for a couple months. Okay. I did it for a while last year doing but I'm trying to make it go uh, a habit out of it because I seriously have never been a worker outer. Yeah, neither it have just, I, but it's it's good. It's it good is no, it's, it's it's awesome. I, I've always wanted to have that because when I was before I got married, I had like just I had like two percent body fat. Right. I could like do anything. Two percent. Two percent. Right. That's pretty low. Yeah, I think that's like. Is that unhealthy? Like dying low? Maybe it was eight percent. I think that's like triathlon. I remember it was low point. It was less it was than low. 10. It was less than 10. It was less than a pregnant woman. Dude, it was amazing. Like, <laughs> it's not that I had abs, but I had no fat over it, so it right. looked like I had a six-pack. Exactly. Or you can but, put it on. And it was awesome. And I just remember so those days. Like, that. I've always had that, like, I can get into, I think I can get into shape quickly, what, but I what just What about never, dancing? Dancing's awesome. Because you're a good Dancing's dancer. one of the best workouts, and I've told myself. So how come you're not dancing? Have you been dancing at all? I don't have a studio. I mean, I do <laughs> kind of, a, but not regularly. Did you have a studio at one point? No, I never did. I just, every single time I do it for fun, like for a while, my wife and I would try to play, uh, what was it, the... um not Dance Central, the the Dance Wii Dance one. Revolution. Not well, we used to do that. Dance well, Time, Dance Time. No, Houseboat. oh my gosh, it was the, uh, the uh, Twisting Michael Jackson. How am I forgetting? Uh, thriller. Um, yeah, but it was a video off game. Off the wall. It no. was like Dance Central, where you yeah, you're just off the wall. It's off amazing. Wall. Um, where you're you're following the dance movements and you're doing. It. Yeah, like, I can. This is the cool. way. But I honestly, like, I've told myself hundred times, I just need to like go find a lone place, pump up the music, and dance because. I love it. Yeah. I love You're it. You're good at it. Thank you. Have you ever been to the club? The You know, like when I say the a, club, I mean like, mean like yeah, I, I think that's how you just say like it. Club, club. Yeah, Dude, I, I'm not a clubber. But have you ever thought about it? Sense. Have you ever been to a dance club? I've thought club? about it and I just have never had an interest. I've been to you like a, go to a I've, dance I've been club. to a couple clubs, but like, like a dance club. By a couple, I mean literally like two, two, maybe three times in my life. When was the first time you went to a dance club, you think? Uh, it was in high school. High school. Yeah. We went up, like growing up in Salem, so it was about like, an hour away, went up to Portland. Oh, wow. Because like the teacher like, dude, let's go to dance because, cause, you know, your teacher, like you got to at least do one right. dance club in your life. So is it weird to go to, because Portland's kind of like a, a sin den. I mean, it is, <laughs> is it pretty dirty? There's a lot of, a lot of heroin use there. It's, well, it's, it's not it's just that dirty. It's probably as place. dirty as any other place, but the water, and just makes, makes every you think it make it cleaner, but it just it carries it transports I mean, that disease. They have all these all strip over clubs there, the streets. Like strip clubs there are like are like uh, Chinese restaurants. Other cities they're just they're ubiquitous. Yeah, it, like think of it as like a giant like that's horrible because I love Portland to death. I do. I'm uh, not complaining. But like you think of a I, bathroom. I like it too. I like when it the bathrooms are all gross, but like those wet bathrooms the wet, are the worst. The wet bathroom. That is and so thing. it's like it's you true. know it's like a wet bathroom. A wet no, bathroom. Um, <laughs> it's funny because you just like yeah. I would hate to be a bum in Portland because you're just like sleeping in the you know in the pond and I don't know if they have bums there. No, oh, I'm sure <laughs> they do. Well, they, um, have, they also have elective bums. Oh, dude, have, like, wait, wait. Can I tell you the quickest, the funniest story, real fast? Right. It was like the shortest story. You I may. was just there promoting the Napoleon Dynamite cartoon just earlier, like this year in January. Right. Okay, that's that's happening. Is it happening now? No, it's not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is not a plug. Got it. No, it, we're we're hoping it will happen. We, well, I mean, we shot it and it aired already. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. So you can watch the six right. episodes that we made and aired it. And they're awesome. Totally proud of it. Loved mm-hmm. it. We we're hoping it gets picked up by someone else. Anyways, but it was just real fast. I was like walking with a buddy 
on the streets of Portland because I was like calling up my friends who still live in Portland. Right. Hey, dude, I'm here for like a day. Come. So we're walking around the streets of Portland because I just love it. And we're just talking, talking, and we pass by this like, there's a lot of like homeless youth or wow. like, and it's not so much street yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah street kids. Yeah. It's like the best way to, they're definitely like 20 year old something looking. Probably younger than that even, I bet. It could have been. Yeah. But he looked like he was just kind of like hanging around, walked by and asked for like a dollar or right. asked for a few bucks in change. A cigarette. I can't remember. I don't think we had any cash. I was like, dude, I, I'm so sorry or something. Right. Which is like, and he was like, no, dude, it's cool. It's cool. Like they're really cool. Right. They're really chill. They're like, yeah. no, nah, dude, no problem. He walked by and I was like, uh, thanks anyway, Napoleon. And like, he really? just kept walking. And he had this, like, he said in a way that was almost like it was just completely not like happy or surprised it, it wasn't, or he, bummed. It was just so matter of just, fact. It was just yeah. like, yeah, it's no problem, Napoleon. I'll just go. Like, it wasn't like ironic or right. it was so funny. We're like, what the heck? Like, this is like something that he, it just wow. happens to him normally. Every day, he's just like, oh yeah, that's. So how does crazy. that make you feel when he says that? Like, does it, does it bother you? Cause he didn't, he, obviously he didn't put any, he didn't put anything on it. It wasn't like a, no, it wasn't I, thought it was, I don't know. I, I thought it was hilarious. It's just right. like, cause there's that part like, is it a kinship? Cause I'm from, I don't know if it's an organ thing or he, he just recognizes. It's just. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I loved it. It was, it was so awesome. And, Did, uh, do you guys ever bother you if people say that to you at all? Like, if uh, they, does it, well, I mean, like I just called him Newman. I called, <laughs> um, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Knight. Right. Um, Wayne Knight Newman. I, you know, it all He'll depends on the, show on the next context. Week. Uh, <laughs> uh, it all depends on the context. Right. I mean, for the main part, it doesn't really bother. But if there's like people, if there's obnoxious people, right. if you're hanging around like people are, probably why don't go to clubs? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, boy, come on, dance with me. I'll go, let me buy you a drink. And it's just like, uh, you know, but I mean, for the main part, it's totally fine. I mean, right. I don't get it. Like, people recognize, but if people are like yelling out, like, hey, Napoleon, like, right. then it's, that's different or they yell out. Yeah. Um, then I throw a stick at their face, a but that's not a, a stick or some nachos. Yeah. Um, so you grew up in, back to where you grew up. You grew yeah. up in Salem. Yeah. Was that, what was it like growing up there? Uh, you know, pretty, just, just, just kind of like, I mean, it's like, you know, Man, we it? had the, pro I felt like, okay, it was enough of a, to have the small town experience. Well, how does it compare to like Portland though? Cause I've been to Portland and obviously well, it's, it's not very different. It's very, it's I mean, more, Portland's is a conservative? Metro metropolitan area. Right. Um, it's more, yeah, it's probably, uh, no, it's, it's kind of like down the line. Okay. So it's down the middle. Um, so they have strip clubs. Not in, uh, okay. no Salem's still somewhat small. I don't think they had a strip know. club in right. Salem. Okay, I'm I wasn't sure, sure if that was like a the a one we always joked or... about was Jiggles, and that jiggles? was on the way to Portland off God, the highway. It's such a Jiggles. Jiggles, yeah. God, it could be a I'm comedy sure. club too if you just changed the, change it for <laughs> Giggles. <laughs> That's what they did. Like, well, we tried to make it a comedy club. They just bent uh, that neon light bulb. Look, yeah, the other way. I always use a southern accent anytime I'm talking about a strip club, even though it's in Oregon. Yeah, it's just a. Well, There's no accent there, is there? No, we were like, I think someone said once like, oh, Oregon is like the, the, uh, the example of like regular down the line American accent. What about Washington? Ooh. We're the same as Washington. It's okay. What about Montana? Montana probably is getting a little well, bit well, more a little bit of inbred. It's probably a little bit of country, a little, little, little bit country, of country, redneck a little bit of rock and roll. Right. Um, yeah, we're very, we're very just straight down the middle. Salem, so, Salem born, and Salem uh, is the capital for many people true. who forget 
not Portland. Yeah. So, you know, I, I felt like that special, like, okay, growing up, I'm kind of from a small area. It's not the big metro, you know, metropolitan right. area, but we have some pride. There's some importance here because it has a university, right. uh, Willamette, and it's got the capital. The capital. It's got the so cupola. It felt like there's still something happening there, but so did you ever do it's a- very much like the, I mean, like a lot of people think of Oregon, like the granola. We had the coffee houses Beavers, early on. Cherries. Beavers and cherries? That's, that's uh, is pro- that like a name of a strip? No, I that's think, not that I strip club. Be- oh my God, I didn't even think about that. But I just remember in uh, Short Circuit. Beavers and cherries. Well, because in Short Circuit, uh, he, number five is reading through the books and he's like, Oregon, beavers, cherries. Oh my gosh. Because there's a lot of are beavers. You serious? Yeah, because I think it's the. Cherries. Isn't like the are beaver, like the I mean, state loved- mammal? No, it is. It is. And the cherry state- is the state. I thought you were referring something. to the beaver, like the Oregon State beavers. Right. So there's, they have, but they have a lot of beavers there, right? Uh, they do, but not around where. Have we you ever seen living. a beaver? I've seen beavers, like a lot of beavers. But in like Port- the first and, um, wild beaver I ever saw was the uh, just this summer when we were, um, yeah, we were at a up in um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee is where I saw first, my first wild. So you beaver. never saw any beavers in Oregon? We never saw them. Like they're just they're, they're not around. They're not huh? hanging around at the lakes. Where are they? They're in their dams. They're they're damaged up. Yeah, it's cold. There are a lot of beavers there, right? Isn't that the reason they're called the beavers? I think so. Well, what what constitutes what constitutes a, a state animal? It. it has to be a lot of it, or that they just take the well, first I, one that the settler found. I like think oh, the, beavers. They're, I think it's probably they're prevalent. Because they represent something. Well, we have a lot of trees, so yeah, I'm sure tree, there was. I'm sure they the exist. Oh, Come on, shoot. know this. I think it's it's a fir. It's a fir. It's a, it's a, a fir. fir. It might be a Douglas Doug fir. Doug fir. Yeah. Okay. Doug no, fir. but the beavers probably were in abundance, but just not in our they town. Just weren't, they weren't, they weren't just a roaming the streets. They weren't chewing yeah. around. Exactly. So did you ever get into any like kind of trouble growing up in Salem or no? Dude, no. I was I was a good kid. So you've been like a permanent good kid. I have. And honestly, I How do you I, how do you do that? I t- having a twin brother, I think really? was one of the biggest well, things. Why is that? Well, does, does he like one, is he evil? He is Oh, evil. I see what you mean. Is like he evil and he was my he was my Coca-Cola. He was my alcohol. He was really? my release. No. Oh. Um, it's like we thought. It's a, no, I think between the mix of growing up LDS is one thing. Right. But that shouldn't be necessary at all because so often we hear about those LDS youth that they oh, go crazy. They have to, well, not go crazy, well, I, but like they're going to have their moments of like, I mean, of well, rebellion. Because it's a different type of rebellion. Because I, I mean, I grew up Catholic and all the, the Catholic school in town, a uh, small town, yeah. that's where all the kids who smoked and like did Drugs did like bigger, harder drugs. Yeah. It's all in the Catholic school. Well, think about it. when because they're it, all when it's yeah. so um, focused and uh, uh, just like when you think of the the Amish, you know, right, the or Amish. and like you were saying, like when you it's so thrown on you and that's right. their life, then the release is all the bigger, right? Say, okay, like say when, that again. Like the okay, the Amish people, right? Are like was that right when the young people go out into the city, the Rumspriga. The Rumspiga, right. yeah. And they go nuts, right? Yeah. And to, they'll to just a, do to everything. Get a, to get a taste. Yeah, to get it out. But a lot of times they, they don't come back or they do or, you know, whatever. But they go like deep. Yeah. And they go like low. Yeah. And like you were just saying, like a lot of the – everybody talks about like if it's so – Restrictive. Restrictive, then yeah. it's that hardcore. And yeah, with a lot of the Elias fan, like I mean – my, I didn't think of where I was grew up in a restrictive household. It's just like, didn't feel like I just did. no, I never yeah. felt like that. It was just like, this is what my parents do. This is what I do. Right. Um, 
And yet we still watched a lot of stuff, but it wasn't so like, no, no. So it wasn't, there was never that, you know, urge to just completely rebel. Because you didn't feel like you were strapped down, tied down. exactly. Like, I didn't feel like it was missed out. I never really had the, I never had the urge to drink. Well, how about now? Do you ever feel like you're missing out on anything like that? No, no. no. It's one of those things, because there's a point, right? When you get to a certain age where it's like, the things you haven't experienced, they don't really matter. Because it's like, well, that's... There's, there's some statistic. There's something like if you haven't done, if you haven't uh, smoked a giant joint by the time you're <laughs> 25 or at some age, you probably never will just because it's like. Yeah, it's almost like you, you hit are, that passive uh, yeah, no, you've that developed, point of no return. And it's like, yeah, and that might have happened because I, yeah. And when I was, but I think it helped right. that when I was youth. Yes, there might have been a few things, this and that, but nothing that serious, you know, right. and I never... Name names. No. <laughs> <laughs> names? Oh. Name names. No. Um, I wish it was names. I wish I could have said the sins involved other girls, but oh. I was pretty good. Yeah. I was pretty darn good. A permanent good boy. Yeah. And, but I was, that's what I was saying. I think a lot of it also was having a twin brother. Okay. But yeah, because so go when you grow up with a twin, it's like my parents say we were the least, uh, uh, you know, we never spoke out really. Are you we never, fraternal or what's we're the identical? Identical, yeah. which is fraternal or paternal? I can't remember. Well, no, fraternal. I don't. No. I don't be able to remember right now. Well, identical means you come from the same eggs, same sperm. Right. The same. And sack. therefore, you look. <laughs> the same therefore, you look the Typically, right. you look the same. Okay. You have the same genes. You have the same. Yeah, DNA. you're the same. Yeah. Um, so fraternals are different egg, different sperm. Okay. So, so you're just like siblings, got it, got it. but you're just born at the same time. So you have identical twins. So yeah. with your twin, he, you're saying about the, yeah. the whole, he, well, we, uh, with a twin, you just don't have that. Like I said, my parents said, like we were the least uh, rebellious, right? We were easy to please because we had each other and it sounds super gay, but we right. had, like we didn't, our outlet was like, we were very creative. We were both really big into art and we just, we always had a playmate. That's what right. it is. Yeah. It's like, you have a playmate, you have someone to bounce your ideas, so you never your really frustrations. You don't, yeah, you don't get bored. I never thought about that. And maybe that's what it was. It's like, you, you don't get bored. And especially in high school is a huge thing because by the time of high school, it's weird. There's a huge part. And there are certain things like you were saying, I'm I harken back to, I kind of wish I had gone to a couple parties in high school. I don't, I, I thought that was the weirdest thing in movies. I thought that was just Hollywood. Really? Like parties, going yeah. to all parties and like, well, maybe it happens out there. I just found out I was never invited to that. Okay. <laughs> but it was so much because I think I had my twin and people just like, Oh, the heater twins. Nobody bothered us. Like nobody picked on us. So we were kind of, a, we were friends with the nerds, but we were also buds with a lot of the, you know, the jocks and the popular kids. Do people think you guys were weird at all or no? Not really weird. Everybody just, they were, we no, they were known as like, school. look, they're the they twins weird. and they've got it. It's, a, it's, it's all about, cause in high school and growing up, right. it's all what your, everybody's like, you know, Do you want to find who everybody you are? is uncomfortable with who, uh, what's it, um, who they just, are. Yeah. Themselves like, and bought their yeah. body and stuff. And, they need that, you know, they need that constant reassurance. And that's why they have friends. They need hot girls need other hot girls to right. be around them. Popular guys need to be like strong and stuff like that. Well, but everybody needs that someone because how, typically they're alone. Yeah. So at how, home, how did, did you ever like struggle to kind of like, uh, individualize yourself to make yourself feel like, cause if you, well, that, that's the, the thing, funny thing twins, in that right? is no. I felt so different because I had a twin. Nobody has identical, twin, right. identical twins. So I felt individual that way. But I mean, and yet at the same time, yeah. I had an identical twin. But 
we just owned it. We. How, I'm trying to talk about in terms of how do you. Uh, make yourself different than your twin because don't you want to be someone your oh, own person oh, um did you only, never, never felt that way we, well we've wanted to be different when it came to girls right we were very we were different and we never discussed girls that was Not one taboo thing really we Why never dis- discussed girls or spirituality okay. it's like we never got like so you guys basically oh, i love you ne- man or we never got teary-eyed around wow. each other we never did that yeah. it was always just like put away those like you know, serious like topics. Those kind of weird things. Those, those life defining yeah, things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and there was always probably a fear like, maybe what if we like the same girl? And right. that was always there. Did it ever happen? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, definitely. And even like it happened even into college years, you know, like, uh, so you went to college together? Yeah. Oh, so, dude, we did everything together. We, we both served LES missions. That was the right. first time we were split up. Okay. So what was that like then? The first time you were split up? I thought, you know, everybody was like, oh, it's going to be weird. And I, I was, I remember, I don't, I don't remember feeling the anxiety, but right. I remember thinking, is this going to be weird? I had no problem. I think we right. loved it because we both went to Japan uh-huh. at the same time. So but, maybe that was like, I felt like, okay, he's just down the block, even though he was not down. I mean, he was quite far away, but right. I don't know. I loved it. I had no problem. And it helped but us even now, to get along with other people. Having a twin just was like, I can know how to live with someone. I know how to get along. Um, he still, he lives in LA with you. You guys, did you guys yeah. move out together? No, just, uh, we were always interested in making movies. I mean, we, right. we both started studying animation. So what is, what does he do then? So he's an animator. Oh, cool. Yeah. He work. he does previs for companies. So previs. this is the place to be. It is. You know, the suits with the balls. Oh, he knows previsualization. Suits with the balls, little green balls. Got a black, like a suit. Dance around in the balls. Jingle. What is Shorty had them boots. Shorty, <laughs> Shorty oh. had that suit with the balls. Oh man. That's awesome. That's a song you just made up. No, it's a song. There's a song called. I don't know what it's called, but the chorus is, Shorty had them boots with the fur, apple bottom jeans, blah, 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 and her. But you know, it's <laughs> yeah. a, it's a, it's You're a rap, it. it's a rap hip hop, hip hop yeah, song. Amazing. But that's my version of <laughs> yeah, suits with the balls. Shorty had You're talking about like mo cap and Yeah, mo cap. She was mo capping me. Mo, mo capping your ass. Oh, dude, Shorty, that's awesome. Shorty had them suits with the ball. I can't stop thinking that. about that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's Strange what we, days. uh, so that's what uh that's what it was. Uh, it was awesome. But uh, yeah, we totally get along and we'd still hang out all the time and um but yeah, that that's what it was. We were untouchable and by senior our senior banquet, a lot of people do those senior banquet dinners where right. they hand out the awards, most likely to succeed, most likely to do this. All most, that stuff. And we won two awards. We got the Vincent Van Gogh Awards because we were both artists. And everybody okay. knew us like so these guys are the artists. Visual artists. Yeah. You paint. Oh, uh, I don't paint anymore. But you but do. We were into animation. We were sketching, okay. drawing, all that stuff. Right. Um, and we also won the award for most inseparable couple. Oh, good. Which pissed us off. I did. We like, were like, we're supposed to piss you off, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that's how I guess how people saw us. So we're what's next? Together. What's next down the line here? We should probably, we're, we're coming to we're the end of our time here. Yeah. We're Let's coming rap. to the end. We're in end times. <laughs> do you think we're in end times right now? Uh, the end of days. End of days. Yeah, as uh, as prophesized by um, Nostradamus. Nostradamus. End yeah, you're, you're keeping it pretty. Yeah. Right I think uh, I don't think we're in end times so much as we are in times of imminent times change. Of end. There's an old Chinese saying that says, uh, "Oh, there's an old Chinese curse that goes, may you live in interesting times.' I believe we are in interesting times right now. As a great Bob Dylan might have said, 
Times um, aren't a changing. They are. We're changing the times. All right. And Bob Dylan from Minnesota. Also a man like us. Yes. He's a male. He's yeah. a male person. Uh, yeah. So what's down the road? Oh, uh, down the road. Um, I'm doing another independent film at uh, the end of this month. Okay. Um, uh, directed by the great Joel Moore. Okay. I don't think I know him. Oh. Uh, should I? How should I? I think everyone should know him from Avatar. Oh, He is okay. the nerdy one. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Um, he's an actor. Yeah, he's an actor. Okay. And he's a director. The nerdy one. Which one? The one who's like speaks Navi and is all like, he, he's oh, the other nerdy God. scientist who becomes like, uh, who gets an evil? No, no, he's a good guy. He's just, I don't remember. he's like the comedic sidekick. I was tripping balls. No. <laughs> On that movie. I was so tripping balls. Everybody's blue, up. man. Did you see that movie? Uh, yeah, dude. They were all blue. You weren't tripping. You just saw an awesome movie with we special should, effects. We should eat mushrooms. Whoa. You just went there. Do you want to do that? I think oh. mushrooms would be, I think it's clearly states. Yeah, it does. Thou shalt not eat I feel like it, or I feel ingest. Like, of, I feel like that, uh, of all the things, that's something that you could probably make the case for because it's, it's uh, just, uh, it's just a mushroom. It's just a mushroom. It's just, uh, it's just, well, this is well, a long discussion. Is. I eat mushrooms all the time. Right. But you do. How are we supposed to know? We could just slip up. Accidental and uh, being a great. Have you done shrooms? Oh, yeah. I've done a lot of drugs, John. Okay. I've done a significant amount wow. of drugs. That's why I think it's funny. It to talk just to doesn't you. show on your face. Like you, well, there's no wear or tear. You're I mean, just so I'm not like, when I say I've done drugs, I haven't, I'm not like a guy who's done like a lot of drugs, like cereal. <laughs> just expend, experimented for a second. Yeah, I've experimented with a lot of things, but not to the extent of where I've been a. I've been a what you consider a user or something? Oh, okay. like, yeah, I so see. You were pretty, never a um, user. You didn't go through a phase. I'm pretty. Uh, what do you call? I have. We're a, not a phase. I'm very good with moderation. So I see. But but not with math. Oh, I haven't. I've never done math. You've never done it. I think that I seems like that's the one that everybody like. No, there's nothing yeah. like uh, glamorous about math. That it just isn't. seems no, like it's pretty bad. I think I've, gross. I've, yeah, but there's there's that's something so to be great said for about comedy. I think yeah. Well, cocaine is more of a comedy drug, I guess. But is it? I think speed and anytime you have a dopamine firing in the brain, you get good things. That's, no, I meant make great for like meth is funny. In oh, comedy. the word, yeah, yeah. Just talking about. I feel like, I feel like, like we're, we've rounded material. the bend that in terms of meth being the comedy, uh, comedy hot button for. Uh, drug words. I think I, I really want us no. to move beyond it. I don't know okay. if it's going to happen. Well, we just need to invent new drugs. New drugs, or just maybe harken, maybe go back to a good old I cocaine. Think, uh, God, I don't know. I just what's this one you were talking about? The uh, the uh, oh. Mormon tea or what, what it was? Oh, ephedrine. Yeah. Ephedrine. Yeah, ephedra. Ephedra. Which I was gonna. I really was interested in that because I I really like uh, uh, speedy things like um I, I like coffee and tea and I love when I go running when I get like a wicked runner's high where I'm just like my brain is like being poured over with liquid oxygen and I feel like I can punch through a steel door or something ephedra, like that. Ephedra. And all it is, it's all the same thing. It's all just these dopamine receptors. Dude, I, I will say, I'll, I'll confess real fast. Yeah. The one drink that I'm like addicted to now. Well, I shouldn't say addicted. Um, uh, zip fizz. What is that? I know. It sounds zip so late. Fizz? Zip fizz. Wow. It's like an energy drink. It's like a powder you just pour no into way. some water. So what is and it's just caffeine? like gu- guarine and, and some uh, caffeine. Guarana. Guarana. Guarana or taurine? Guarana. Probably both. Taurine and guarana. I don't know if that's to- Oh, Go- no, maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's what I'm thinking, Tori. Garana. I don't know. Because Garana is that thing that's in balls. Yeah. In balls? Like <laughs> balls, ball sack B-A-W-L-S. Balls energy drink. Oh. It's, just, it's a Garana soda. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you should soda. check it out. Yeah. Garana soda. Um, but there you go. There you have it. Oh, right. Oh, so there you have it. So that's what's on the horizon mm-hmm. for J.H. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Uh, John, thanks for joining me in Twisting the Wind. Thanks for having me. The wind has been so deeply twisted into a vortex that would probably pick up a football player and slam him into the ground as though a 747 had just taken off. With airbending skills. Airbending skills. Oh, no. (laughs) Good night. What happened? Thank you for calling to order. Frying pan. My name is Debbie. And to pull up this special offer, may I have your zip or postal code, please? Sure. Is this Debbie? Yes, it is. Hey, Debbie, I was just talking to someone, and all of a sudden I, I, I got transferred or something. Oh. That was weird. Did, did you finish giving your order? Or? No, we were just actually just talking about... I was talking about uses for the pan and how, how oftentimes a cookie will crumble... And how if if and she was telling me that if you put it in the Yoshi pan, it, what it will do is it will congeal those sugars together and it will make the cookie not crumble, thus negating the entire saying of that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh. That's so weird. What just happened? I don't know. Sometimes there's technical problems. Really? Um, I, I don't know. I'm well, sorry. I mean, it's okay. We're all still here, right? We're all still alive. Yes, that's a good thing. Hey, um, where where are you guys? Are you guys in uh, Tennessee? Uh, actually, we have various locations around the U.S. Oh. You could be to, yeah, you can be talking to any one of the states there. <laughs> so it's possible that I was just talking to someone in a different state just now? Absolutely. Who, Absolutely. Where do you think what, that what person was? I have, I have no idea. Oh. I'm not even going to try to guess. Yeah, are I don't you, know. So you guys are in Vermont, huh? Uh, no, we're actually based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, wow. We are various, never, yeah, we're actually in various locations around the U.S. Where are you? Where are you guys right now? Um, I am actually, you're speaking to me from a location in New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, how are you doing out there? Good, good. Ooh, because you guys, you guys got it good. You got, no, I'm <laughs> sorry, you got it bad. Yeah, yeah, well, actually, I, I wasn't too that I wasn't close to the shore. But could I get your zip code, please? Yeah, uh, it's 90039. Okay, thank you. That's 90039. That's the West Coast. Thank you, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. all that jazz and more. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. (laughs) I was thinking, well, it's this idea I have. Uh, It's called, it's it's a jazz cooking show. It's like basically integrating jazz and cooking. And you just get that, uh, you just mix those up. Because I don't know if you know, but typically people who like jazz love a good spicy, a spicy idea, a spicy taste, you know? So you get these people who are into jazz music, like you get Wynton Marsalis out there, and basically you just make a bunch of appetizers and serve them in a trumpet, you know? <laughs> I mean, and his idea, Wynton Marsalis will just stuff these apps using these, using the cookware, obviously, stuff these appetizers in the trumpet, then he blows the trumpet and sprays the appetizers on the audience, and they're all like, ooh, yeah, jazz. No, I never heard of that. Well, I know, it's an idea I have. What do you think about it? Uh, I don't know about that. They might not like the food all over them. Well, it would, they would be ready for it, and there would be little appetizers that have, like, napkin gloves, like a baseball glove made of napkins they can catch the apps with. Hmm, I don't know. You don't think? <laughs> what, okay, well, how about this? What if, would you go to a show like that where maybe only like a select few people in the front would be up for, with the, with the napkin baseball gloves to catch the appetizers? And also, you could be on the side just listen to the jazz music, and you could go up to the jazz executive buffet at your leisure to take the food that had been cooked using jazz tools. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a jazz person. Okay. So, um, well, what kind of music do you think would be the kind of music you'd want to hear for that type of a, a thing? I, I'm not sure, but I, I am going to go ahead and have to um, get on with your order. That okay. Was, um, I'm just, can, I just, uh, can I just ask you one question before I order? About the what you think will be the good, the best music? Because I'm just trying to gauge popular opinion here, you know. I don't know. Like the I like don't. the boss, Bruce Springsteen, maybe. I I really I really I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, what do you like to listen to? I'm a gospel person. Gospel, okay. See that 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 works though. You get some Kirk Franklin in there, maybe. Yeah. Do you know Kirk Franklin? Absolutely, I do. Yeah, he is. He is glory glorious. Yes. He is truly glorious. For for quality purposes. Right. Um wait for quality purposes this call may be recorded. Now I don't on, want, uh, with, Do you know if it is being recorded? How do you know? I it could be. It, really? it could be yeah. yeah. I, I don't even I, I don't concern myself with that. I know that it could be. I don't concern myself either. I don't concern myself with anything. It's like give you know, let it be. Let it write it write it down the line. Mm-hmm. He will take care of us. He will. He will. He shall. We are. We are one. We will be provided for by the grace of Him. That's right. That's what I say every morning. And you're right. Now, um, well, with this with this special offer, yeah, you'll get the amazed frying pan for the discounted price of just nineteen ninety nine plus seven ninety nine oh. and handling. Okay. And because you called today. Yeah. So include the venting lid free. Ooh, vent. And as our gift for trying this bookware, we'll include a ceramic mandolin placer absolutely free. Why is it ceramic? <laughs> Why'd you go? God dog Chips!
National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.